Welcome everyone to R2Cast number 73. Uh, last week, last week's no, last week we had James Edwards, uh, the British Farming Award winner from um, from England, talking about his mental career over the last few years, uh, getting into shepherding. This week is our Christmas special, and it will be the last episode of the year. Um, I'm going to pass you back quickly to, I don't know if this is future Wallace, because I've already tried to film it, or if it's going to be better uh, with past Wallace. Um, and I just want to do a little thank you sort of for another year of the R2Cast uh, and, and summarise what we've done there. Thank you, past Wallace. It is a pleasure to be involved in the R2Cast. I bet you did not expect to see Santa Paws. I will apologise in advance for the heavy breathing as it is bloody roasting under here. Um, but I just wanted to do a thank you to all of you that listened to the podcast. At the start of 2022, we had about 6,000 views. That's give or take what we get in seven or eight days now. So it's, uh, it's went from strength to strength over the year. That's thank you to all of you that listening, all of you that are listening, all the fantastic guests we've had on, um, the Scottish Farmer for sponsoring throughout the year. Mentioning of sponsorship brings me on to the next thing. 2023 leads to exciting times with a new primary sponsor of the R2 cast, A-Plan Rural Insurance. A-Plan provide tailored insurance solutions for yourself whether you be a small farm, just small holding, or a large thousand hectare estate. They also have an excellent social media presence with 120,000 followers on Instagram, where they host takeovers featuring farmers showcasing what goes on in the sector. They share content submitted by the rural community and also have their own blog, the Rural Community Blog, to show more of the stories. I think it's time for me to take this beard off. I am bloody roasting. But I'm very much looking forward to 2023 working alongside the Scottish Farmer and of course our new primary sponsor, A-Plan Rural and bringing on more guests and bringing you more content. Have a good Christmas and a very good new year. Whew, it is warm. Let me see what I actually look like under here. But this week um, we have the, the wonderful Zoe and Chris, the Chief Shepherdess and Super Serious Farmer. Um, I'm sure most of you know who they are. I'm, I'd be very surprised if you're following me uh, and you haven't heard of these two. Um, so guys, do you want to say hello? Hello. Hi. Before we get on in to another excellent episode of the R2 cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry, whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry. The Scottish farmers got it for you. So uh, somewhat of fam fanboying here for myself. And uh, I know my dad will be listening. He'll be majorly fanboying back home. Uh, a massive fan of of the YouTube channel, guys. Uh, so I'm um, quite looking forward to sort of delving into you guys' story, uh, both both very interesting. You've got some things that you've been going over on social media recently that has been uh, quite anger-inducing as well. So uh, we, we might get into that at some point, not from your perspectives, but I'm sure you know what we're talking about. But could you give us a little background, sort of both of your your backgrounds? Where, where do you come from? Has, has it always been farming? Um, or, or what sort of story is 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 the start of crescent zoe there <coughs> you go um okay so i was i was born on a farm so i was technically a third generation farmer my grandfather was a pig farmer tell him about the um what about my granddad yeah yeah 
Uh, my granddad's got some mad stories. So my granddad um, had a farm in Kent and he also rented a farm in like, I think it was Norfolk, somewhere around there. And he was a pig farmer. And instead of driving, he went out and bought a Cessna plane and used to fly. So he put a runway on the farm. He, and I swear to God, he never had no money or nothing. He was just like done it all on tick. My nan told me all this, right? So um, he bought he bought a Cessna plane and used to fly between the two farms. And then one Christmas Eve, no, not no, it's Boxing Day, wasn't it? Yeah, it's my yeah. nan's birthday. Yeah, so it was Boxing Day. Day. He flew, and then when he was flying back, it was foggy, so he couldn't land at the farm. So he tried to land at um, South End Airport, which is in Essex, just yeah. the other side of the Thames, and just went missing forever. Forever. That was it. Oh, wait, forever, forever, forever. Forever. Gone. On, never, on, I never his, met him. on his wife's birthday. Yeah. And their kids. So Chris's dad, they were young, weren't they? Yeah, my dad was 11, I think. Yeah. And he just never came back. That's it. Oh, my God. That is not where I thought that story was going. I know. It's mad, right? So, um, and then. And I promise about, it's real. About There's 12, <laughs> 12 years later, they were sunking for, uh, they were diving for uh, like a boy that had sunk, you know, the metal buoys. Boys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of them had sunk. They was down there metal detecting, looking for it. And um, they found the wreckage of his plane with like everything intact, but never, ever found his body. Oh, my Did God. Did they find the recording? I don't know what, I can't remember. I've got newspaper, um, like photos of the newspaper articles of it and stuff. <laughs> this is what I love about this podcast. Like, I thought you were going to come and say, I have a farm. So you'll see where you're from. Then we'll talk about some sheep, and then that's all up. Like we're, I didn't. Yeah, know that's it. crazy story. And to, to be honest with you, I knew about it, but I never really knew until like I don't know, probably ten or twelve years ago, when I really like sat down my nan and quizzed my nan because I never asked my old man anything about it. Really, yeah. I just knew he wasn't there. Like it was it. Crazy. And then, how how did that? Did your nan was she in just as much in charge of the farm? Um, yeah, yeah, that, like she's old school. She was like, um, I, I, as far as I know, they were like fairly in control of it. Like she done done just as much as him, sort of thing, um, well, as much as you could back in those days, I suppose. But then, like my dad sort of took the farm on, not at twelve, but as soon as he was sort of just yeah. about enough to do stuff, my dad sort of went straight into it, and yeah crazy so then my dad my dad got into sheep he hated pigs because my granddad like had a lot of pigs and my my it made my dad hate them and um so he went into sheep and cattle and my dad was like a a buyer for um chills which was a big abattoir in essex so my dad done that and then we used to run i don't know a lot a lot of sheep we had uh, you know a lot of sheep and uh quite a lot of cows and um so i done that uh, uh so yeah that's how i was born on that farm yeah um, and then when I was 11 going on 12, my dad died of a brain tumour. And um, so I'm not getting choked up, I said, but <laughs> still taste the Peroni as well. It's horrible. Um, so, yeah, my, my dad, when I was like 11, 11, 12, um, yeah, my dad died of a brain tumour. And then, um, but my mum and dad had separated and it was my dad's side of the farms, like family farms, my dad's side. So we left. Um, and I carried on going to school till I was 16, went on to college and done a plumbing apprenticeship. So then I became a gas engineer um, and I used to fit boilers and stuff like that, those central heat and stuff. Um, and then that's when we met. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, no, no, we, we met just so I, I then went traveling because I, I never enjoyed it properly. Do you know what I mean? I, 
I, I never felt fulfilled with it. It was great money, but I just never enjoyed it. So I went traveling, caught a virus. I got bitten by a mosquito. It gave me something called dengue fever. It nearly killed me. And then I came Such home. Such a long story, isn't it's it? It's mad. I've got a mad story. Go, right, if you just quickly explain no, how you got the farm, like, there is no quick there's no quick explanation there's like. so many massive things in this yeah I, honestly 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 crazy stuff people think we make it up don't they yeah um then, yeah so i mean I'm, the first one is hard to believe like it's like i know i'm gonna like, find, i'll see if i can find my old iphones i'll get the picture. um yeah and then i got i got sick and then just i hated doing it um i ended up bedridden for a year like properly sick like yeah i got chronic fatigue syndrome i was i absolutely couldn't move and then part of my recovery, I just sort of started walking about and being outdoors more. Um, honestly, to cut, to cut a long story short, bumped into a couple of my dad's old mates, bought some sheep, and then here we are now. Right. <laughs> I like that that was the short story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. We've got a while to chat. I mean, it's, it's almost as if you, like, you've, you've been in an interview before and you're like, how do we really make this quite an interesting story? You're like, right, we'll put a plane in there. <laughs> like, what yeah, a story. I'm gonna see if I can find my, I've got my old iPhone somewhere. I'm going to see if I can charge it up whilst we're talking and see if I can find the newspaper article. Yeah. And the, a white one. In there. Is it? Oh. The, um, do you know what the interesting thing is it's the first question anyone already always always asks whether it's chris or me so how did you get into farming then if you just quick you know a brief introduction it's like whoa 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 there is you no. if you if you condense it it doesn't make sense at all yeah yeah, yeah. Don't it has to have all the all the key points yeah. i mean like just just before we got on to you there zoe that um it sounds like you went through hell and back as well though chris i mean that's that sounds tough. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I had a rough idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is that something that's still a problem, or is oh, is oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on um, I'm on a medication now for the chronic fatigue, but I've almost kicked that. I'd say because um, right. I'm able to do a lot, but not like I could at all. Like yeah. um, I don't know seventy percent of the person I was before, sure. but like I I was manic. Like when I was like 17, 18, 20, 21, like I was, I was a real manic person. I could. He's got I, ADHD. I could live as well. on like three hours. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I could work seven days a week, live on three hours sleep. Like, I, I, I loved grafting. Like, I loved that. Um, He'd go to the gym at like when we first met. Yeah, it was when when we first met. You were still able, weren't you? Um, yeah, because I sort of I, I kicked the virus and then had like a long term effect from it, and it yeah, slowly yeah. built, didn't it? And yeah. then I just collapsed one day, didn't I? And yeah. that was it. Just. Yeah, so when we first met, he was all right, but he used to go to the gym at like 4 a.m. at the 24-hour gym, didn't you? Yeah, but then, the even then I weren't that well, though, was I? That was, that was oh, that, that was dialed down then. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah honestly, I yeah, nuts, four, yeah, like 4 a.m. gym, yeah. full day plumbing, then he would go home, have a shower, drive through the Blackwall Tunnel to me because I was in East London, stay yeah. the night with me and then go to work from my house because he used to work in South London as well. So it'd literally be like that in between us. I don't know how folk do morning gym. Like I'm an hour or two after dinner and that's all I can do. I can't do it in the morning. I cannot get up to go to the gym. <laughs> but he was like a gym bunny, like proper yeah, like I enjoyed it. He was yeah. like an Adonis. Like the first time as far as the that, first I time enjoy it. So I I was a hairdresser in Soho, so I was like quite skinny, like unhealthy. Like all I did really was smoke and drink, really. 
drink badly as well. And then <laughs> then I met Chris, and the first time he took his top off, top off, I was like, "Oh my god!" He literally <laughs> worked so hard for his body, and I was just not like that at all. But I, I had to, otherwise I was a real bad sleeper, so I had to be physically drained, or I couldn't get to sleep. To get to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa Claus mentioned earlier that we have taken on a new primary sponsor of the podcast and I for one am very excited to be working alongside A-Plan Rural Insurance. A-Plan Rural Insurance offer tailored insurance solutions whether that be for a large estate, a small holding or maybe a fleet of vehicles. One of the biggest things A-Plan Rural do is social media based. On Instagram, they have 120,000 followers and they use that reach to try and showcase what we have in the sector. They host takeovers with UK farmers to show us what goes on on their farms. They share content about the rural community and on top of that they post to their blog, the Rural Community blog. If you want to get involved in sharing your story, be sure to drop A Plan Rural a DM on Instagram. Or maybe you're aware of someone with a great story that you want to see take over their account. Be sure to get in touch with them also. No, it's funny, I mean I haven't did anything like that Chris, but I mean I I went through probably about three or four years where I would average between one and three hours sleep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you do find yourself, you're like, well, that time that's there, I've got to fill it in. What I would normally do is go walks at two in the morning and, and then you'd knock yourself out by four or five, you know? That was, yeah. It's not, not for the same reasons, but I, I get the point. You mentioned about hairdressing there, Zoe. Could you tell us, um, well, why did you move away from hairdressing? <clears throat> My story is so boring compared to his, his granddad's. My I don't son's... think many folk compare to that in fairness. <laughs> no. I mean, that is a belt, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I moved, I, I was at, I went to school here. I grew up in Kent, so I went to school here. And I moved to London when I was 18. Um, my boyfriend at the time was studying law in London and all my girlfriends were all all over the place, like oh, hello, Indy. Um, all over the place in London. And so I was like a bit anxious about being left behind, I think. So I went for I am not a like a ha- Chris is well was quite like happy go lucky and very kind yeah. of adventurous, but I've never been like that at all. Like I'm very homely. I just and it was so out of character for me because I started looking at jobs in London, like um, I was learning, like doing an apprenticeship here for hairdressing, but it was just yeah. so dull. It was like really behind the times in terms of like techniques and everything. Um, one minute, Chris, it's in that brown box up there. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. Um, he's looking for his iPhone now to show you the pictures. Um, so where I was where I was training down here uh, my expectations of myself in hairdressing were a lot higher than that basically so I thought what is the best most was salons going to give me the best experience really so I googled top London salons um, and one of them was in Selfridges um, which is called Cabela they had one in High Street Kensington one in Selfridges and so I had gone from the tiniest, like our farm that we rent now is next door to my mum's village. Like it's tiny. Everyone knows everyone. Right. There's like a hundred people in my primary school. Um, it was just so backward, really. Um, and then I went for a job interview. First time I've been to London <laughs> on my own. 
on the Friday, had the interview. Um, she offered me the job. Um, Louisa, absolutely lovely, lovely lady. She could obviously tell I was not like sweaty palms. Every <laughs> and then she gave me the job on the Friday and she said to me, okay, I'll work Christmas parties on Sunday. So like not the next day, the day after. You're more than welcome to come. And it was at the rooftop gardens in Kensington. And I was like, do you know what? Why not? Why, why, why not? Why wouldn't I? Which is completely out of character. So I remember my dad lent me some money to get a dress to wear. And so that was on the Sunday. I took one suitcase up, moved into my boyfriend at the Times uni halls, which was yeah. a single bed. And then literally I didn't come home for like two weeks or something and just lived in London. And it is so not me at all. And all, all my girlfriends couldn't really believe that I'd done it really because they kind of had a place to live and all of that. And I just moved up there for this. My great auntie gave me a check for a hundred pounds and I had about 20 quid in my bank account because I blew it all. And I just moved there. And when I look back at it, I just think, <clears throat> I don't know what was wrong with me, but when you're, you, I don't know when you're <coughs> that, you kind of chase a bit of excitement, don't you? That is exciting though. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I told you guys I was in London, however long it was, two weekends ago. And uh, I mean, I'm from an island. And it was quite funny. I mean, all the boys that were from London that I was meeting up with were just taking the mic out of me the whole time because I just looked so out of place. Like, I was, like, walking into people and getting stuck in the tube. But at one point, I thought they'd left the train, so I almost got out the wrong one. It was just, like, London is scary for someone that's not from London, but I guess you're a bit more used to it now. So it's, it's kind of a jump to go and do that, though. Um, yeah. You know, what side of the escalator uh, do you stand on? I walked up one, the way. I, I moved... <laughs> No, because I had people guiding me. I was on the right one. Whatever they were telling me, I was I was just like, yes, 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 yes. There's yes, etiquette, like isn't there? There's a, there's yeah. actual etiquette when you're in London. And oh, there's no etiquette in London. Yes, there oh, is. There is, there oh, is, there though. is. There is. Yeah, and it's it's there's it's actually really fun. Like, I, at first I was like, ah, I don't want to go. And then by the end of the weekend, I was very enjoying trying to go through the tube and stuff like that. It was quite fun. Um, it was almost like a little race. And the the the. the uh, is it Leicester Square Christmas Market? Is that Le is it Leicester Square? Is there a Christmas market there? There's probably uh, one in all of them. Yeah, well, so. the hot chocolate was amazing. Um, yeah, I never yeah. had. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. I I went there like I went there yesterday to go to Borough Market because all the food's great, but it was so packed like I couldn't even move. Like it was like sardining around. It? it was just well, that's it. Yeah, big. we were we were probably still in November, so it was maybe a bit not fully packed. But uh, yeah, once it gets packed, it's a bit boring. <clears throat> Do you have Kahlua in your hot chocolate? <coughs> no, it was... Um, oh, what was it? It was... Uh, it's got the elephant on it. Um, yeah, it's Kahlua. Kahlua. Amarula. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's similar stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same. Look here. Is, is it the same, is it? Yeah, it's, it's similar, yeah. yeah you it's can Kahlua have... and Baby Guinnesses. Do you get Kahlua and Baby Guinness? Yeah, yeah. I think you do. Yeah. Yeah, or is shit, that Bailey's? That. No, no, no. It's Kahlua, I think. I is love it Probably. Sounds good. Sounds good. Is Kahlua a coffee thing? Yeah, coffee. like a coffee liqueur, but it's not too thick. It's like, you know, some some liqueurs are so thick, it's a bit... Yeah, yeah. Like cur curdles. It's not as right. stunning. No, nah, some That's of the sort of shock... They're not shock cocktails, but the sort of fancy shots are great fun. Um, yeah. 
and just find it dangerous. Probably important to mention if you're listening, uh, all three of us have had a, a busy night last night. Uh, we've not been together. Uh, we're London to Sadly. Scotland away. Uh, sadly indeed sadly indeed uh, but we've all been out last night so if we're feeling if the voices sound a bit rustic which I know mine does uh, it was because we were kaleying until the wee hours um, so <laughs> you've you've you guys have met how long has it been before are you are you involved in hairdressing at all now Hazelway, or no no Not how long has it been before that stopped entirely uh For actually no, I was still dabbling a little bit until COVID. All right, okay. Yeah. But I wasn't in the salon or anything. I did a bit of freelance, um, basically because farming doesn't pay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I don't need to. That's nothing new. Um, so I was dabbling. I was dabbling a bit, and then when COVID, um, it was the Christmas. Well, the Christmas that got cancelled. Yeah. Was it? No, it was, just no, a it bit was the Christmas that. before. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas yeah. before the cancelled one. Um, <laughs> because obviously, Christopher, like, if Christopher get back then, it as far as we were concerned, if Chris got COVID, he was going to die because he had he was on sure. suppressant drugs. Well, we're going to die, but I well, was, I we were worried would. that the um, COVID, <laughs> would, COVID would knock my immune system back into like my chronic fatigue. Vital. So I could yeah. end up bedridden from like a virus, really. Well, it's not just COVID, like any virus could put, you know, to could trigger his because yeah. basically what his condition does is the immune system fights itself continually. So he gets ah, okay. into, like fight or flight mode. So, so he's either like, like got, that. You so see, you feel like you've got a flu. So you basically your body gives you a flu, but you haven't got anything wrong with you. It's like flu like I, I can't, I can't, unless someone's had it, then you're never gonna understand it's insane. Like no, like, I, yeah. Like, sure. I, I, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, like. Because you just think, oh, so, like, if I hadn't <coughs> been through it with him and I'd met him, say, this year or whatever, be like, oh, yeah, were well, you just a bit tired? But oh, if I, would, like I would come down from London and he would be laying in a dark, you know, I don't mean to, like, no. make you sound, but he'd be, like, laying in a dark room and I'd be like, oh, do you want to watch a film? But he physically wouldn't be able to look at the TV because the bright the bright lights sure, and the yeah. would oh, make him so unwell, and we wouldn't even have conversations. Like we would just lay in inside. That is kind tough. Of That's tough. It's a, I think mean, it's. I would never thing, wish it on my worst enemy. It's, no. I mean, it's the worst thing anyone could ever go through. Genuinely, I know that sounds dramatic, but there's there's no like remedy to fix it. There's no drugs you can take. There's no positive actions you can do you just have to lay there and take it and see how long it takes to it could be like 10 years or it could be a a year you don't really know it could be two months like it's just mental you know when you're poorly um if you've got a flu and they say oh rest you know rest makes it better it doesn't with chris's condition like it doesn't matter how much he rests and how much he sleeps or whatever it's completely random with you're mm. almost just hoping for that time it finishes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And no, you're just watching your life go by. I lost from like 21 to like 26, realistically, to I was ha- like to I was really like able to have like a a life. Like I, it was a year where I completely had nothing. Like I was completely bedridden. But there yeah. were there was a good five years where I was just not okay. Like I'd go out and do a couple of bits in the day, and two o'clock in the afternoon I'd be in bed till next morning. Like. 
Mental. Where, where, where was it you were bitten? Not like on the body, like in the world. Uh, I was in Laos, <laughs> next to Vietnam. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell um, that story as well. Well, were you doing like Vietnam and Thailand? We, we was doing, yeah, we done all that, yeah, yeah. and we was <laughs> backpacking. And um, we he just, knows the exact time you I got bitten got with bitten, it because we was in a cave. <laughs> now we went. Tell um, about the man. And we went a bit off piste and got this random bloke to like take us round, and right. like he weren't all there at all. Like, and he also <laughs> was tour guide. Yeah, he a tour guide. Yeah, he was a tour guide. It was just, just like a random that knew about these caves. He was just taking us up these hills and these caves and that. And um, yeah, we went through these crazy caves. I thought I was going to die. And uh, I come out and I had four bites on my shoulder. And I was like, mate, I bet you I've got dengue fever. Like, as, just as a laugh, because like we we knew how bad it was. And uh, yeah, and then I did get it. So, And how long after it was it a problem? Oh, uh, so um, it, it incubated for about 14 days or something. I can't remember, 12 or 14 days. But yeah. in that time, all I was drinking was, all I was doing was drinking, partying, like, <laughs> In Laos, they used to have, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they've got like this tubing. Have you heard of that? I don't think so. Maybe. So they get the like the inner tubes of lorry wheels and they pump them up. So like they're like rubber dinghies, like so they're inflatable. And you oh, go yeah. up the river and they chuck you in at the top of this river. Oh, yeah. And you float down this river for miles and there's like 30 of you. And um, you pull in, they've got like makeshift bars on the side of the bank, river banks. Are you tied together? No, no. Um, it's so good, right? So you get <laughs> up at the first one and, and it's like, I don't know, like 35 degrees. It's hot. It's like it's jungle weather. <laughs> get out and they'd have like a little basketball court and like a little bar and there'll be like um, people serving you like rums and cokes and buckets and all that sort of stuff. And then you have like an hour there and then you get in and you go further down the river and there's another one and you get out and there's like rope swings into the thing. So there's all, it's like a bar crawl down a river. And, oh, uh, that's yeah, that's you got to arrange that in the terms, like. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need some jabs for that one, I think. Yeah, and, but like, do you get jabs before you go to like Lyon and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, I had everything. Yeah, yeah, I had right. everything. Yeah, you I even took the malaria tablets. Yeah, I, didn't I even took malaria pills. That like a lot of people didn't bother. I done everything you could, but you can't do that with dengue fever. It's one one of those. There's, and there's, there's no like, post either. There's no like, I know I've been bitten. Let's go see if there's something that can be no, done. There's no, no, that's just shit. Yeah, that's you just find it out. Yeah, and it, it, it what it does is it drops your platelet count in your blood. Right. So if you get a cut, then you you just bleed. You, your platelets stop working because it blocks your platelets. So you just like bleed. So like you brush your teeth and your gums bleed and like your eyes bleed and like you piss blood and pass Jeez. blood out the other end. Yeah, it's mad. Like mad. He nearly died. And oh, I was sick. I was yeah. sick. really really got me good. Like some people get it and they just suck a little bit rough. I suppose it's like COVID thing, isn't it? Like some people yeah, yeah. Just, like, die from it. It was like that, but I had it. I got it good. Like, I got it really good. I don't think good's the word, but I know what you no, mean. but you know what I mean. I had a real, <laughs> yeah. I had a real dose of it. Like, yeah. Um, and God. also on top of that, he got the dengue fever on top of having cellulitis. Oh yeah, I got cellulitis at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He got scratched by a rat. I think. So I think. I think my immune system. <laughs> really? Jesus. My immune where, system where was that? Firing. That where that was, was when I was back in Vietnam. So I went. I was in Laos, and then I I basically <laughs> developed it when I was in Vietnam, right? And we was in. He'd already travelled. We was there. in North Vietnam right. at the time, and that was like, I've never been to a city where they beat mopeds so much in all my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got the flu and like everything's a bit ooh, like that. The beeping, like, honestly, I could have, I could have just shot myself. It was so horrible, like just all night, just in this city, just beep, beep these mopeds, 
Um, so yeah, we done that, and then and then we travelled south in Vietnam whilst I had it, um, just sort of like gradually because we bought a couple of motorbikes to drive down it, but I had yeah. to set mine because I just I was so ill. <laughs> I just got so I, I we took buses basically. We bussed all the way down Vietnam, and then. I went, ended up in an intensive care at the bottom of Vietnam. I ended up in intensive care for a night because, I, like, I got really sick quickly. What was hospitals like there? Um, one of them I went in was rough. Like, it was, like, yeah. dirty beds, dirty sheets, like, stained sheets. Um, oh, I've got amazing veins, and the nurse couldn't get a vein, stuff like that. I was like, I've got to get out of here. So I went to, like... um. Every nurse, so I just... We need to expand on the amazing veins. Like, I was going to say, that's quite important. Every, love, yeah. every nurse gets so gooey over Chris's veins. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I just got big veins in my arm there. Like in the, Everyone wants to like, see they're it really now. Good. I know they do. I know, I've got this hoodie on. But, <laughs> um, dark, dark. <laughs> it's just easy, basically. And this nurse couldn't get them. I was like, oh, baby, you serious? Like, look at them. Like, anyway, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I ended up, I left that one. I went to like a international hospital sort of thing in Vietnam. And that was actually quite good. Um, and then I spent a few days in there and I was like, I've got to go back. Because in Thailand, they've got some really good hospitals. So really? I flew from from Vietnam back to Koh Samui. And then um, ended up in a, in a decent hospital there for a couple of days. Just to that get... That flight ready. would have been rough though as well. Like Oh, mate, honestly. Yeah. And how I, did you get back to the UK? Were you were you fine when you came back? No, I, I, it's, a, oh, it's such a mess. It's the whole thing's crazy. So when I flew, is the best thing, right? When I flew to from Vietnam to Koh Samui, like all like I had to go to, a, a, I went to a little waiting room there, and all these people were like coming in on their holidays. So like yeah. they were all turning up, and they were in like tracksuits, looking fresh, like. And I had been travelling for like twelve weeks. I'd been sick as a dog. I had like. Honestly, I think I had a vest. I had like one flip flop on. I had this like bag. I like stank. Do you know what I mean? You, I just looked like an absolute hobo. And I just remember sitting in there with my sunglasses on because I couldn't handle the sunlight. And I just pulled them down and just looked around me at all these people. And I thought, oh my God, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Like, it was honestly, that's probably one of my favorite moments traveling, just sitting in that waiting room there thinking, what are these people thinking of me? You can just see everyone looking at me like, who is this Did guy? Did you have like, dreadlocks in? No, I didn't know. Oh, your dreads. Oh, yeah. I got no, some, no, 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 basically tar um so yeah i had i had dreads for a couple of nights <laughs> you sound like what like a mine looks like in my head <laughs> like a mine a that, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, what, what um what do we what was the question before the, the question well, hey getting back to uk like, oh yeah <laughs> um oh yeah so my friend i was traveling with made me come home basically because i kept sort of limping on thinking i'll be all right but I had that like fatigue from the virus. Yeah. Like I, I just kept feeling a bit sick every like, I don't know. I try and do things. It just it wasn't enjoyable. You know, it was real hard work. So um, yeah, I'll come back, come back home for a bit. Yeah, but needed. At that oh, point, yeah, at definitely. That point. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had to come. I come back with the dreads, right? And we were on a British Airways flight, and I, I couldn't sleep because they were so painful. Like. I couldn't put my head down because they were so like 
stuck in my head. It was yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, and then both of his he had to sit on this is so when I first met Chris, both of his sisters obviously they tell you like funny things, don't they? About sure, like, yeah. what they enjoy. And she was and she was like, so do you know about one of his sisters? Do you know about Chris's dreadlocks? I was like, what? No. <laughs> And then she showed me a picture of him sitting on the kitchen floor, both of them with nail varnish remover and foil, like you would take off fake nails, trying to yeah, get yeah. the threads out of his yeah. hair. And we, I was we, like, who, who is this guy? We cut him off, but the glue, the glue in the hair was so, like, hard. I don't know what she used, honestly. It was like, God knows, it's the best band in the UK. But we, we put nail varnish on it, polish, remover, no, nail varnish remover, acetate. and then put tinfoil yeah, over yeah. it, heating it up with a blow dryer to try and, like, just melt the glue basically <laughs> well so you're a hairdresser is that common practice <laughs> honestly i thought there's a reason why he hasn't told the hairdresser about his dreadlocks i think there's a reason yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, the, i mean that that story in itself is mad chris and it you know they often say bad things come in threes so hopefully your grandfather you and your father is the three and there's no continuous stories for someone no, down no, the no, line no, there's more. So, oh right okay oh, he oh, got on. shot with a shotgun oh yeah that did happen as well yeah. <laughs> How? What the oh right oh, I, I probably wouldn't have brought that up but like um <laughs> you know like you go pheasant shooting yes you know, like right so we're gonna be in holiday this is gonna be no no this no, was this in the uk this yeah this in was, Asia. so we um we we were beating and uh, yeah. we were standing in the line and a fox ran literally through and someone just swung straight through the line and just shot me straight in the neck. Rule number one. Is <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? And he was just some old boy, knew better, just a moment of madness. But, I mean, it was crazy. Like, And then I, I had to have an operation to have a load of pellets moved out my legs. And I, I've still got two. I've got one in each leg because they couldn't get them out. God, airport security must be fun for you. <laughs> yeah, so I had um, I had um, an MRI scan the other month. On, on oh, my... you, of course, yeah. Yeah, and they were just like, have you got any shrapnel or anything? I was like, or piercings. I was like, yeah, I have got a bit of shrapnel in my legs. And they're like, what's that then? I was like, I got yeah. shot, actually. The magnetic power, well, it's magnetic resonance imagery, isn't it? I've had a few of them. I went once, you know, like this, actually. Uh, my girlfriend at the time had painted my nails and just fun, whatever. And uh, there was some kind of metallic material in that uh, product that I painted my nails with and it up to MRI. And I was just signing my name. They'd said any rings, all that sort of thing. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Just signing my name and they saw my nails. And I was denied entry to that MRI. So I assume actual metal sitting in your legs is going to be quite an issue. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it actually turned out it wasn't. I think because it's lead, it wasn't an issue. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she went and checked with a couple of people and come back and was like, well, we'll give it a go. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know? I go, legs fly up to the top. Of yeah, this is, uh, I already was a bit worried about it. I was like, oh, God, this is good, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah. The um, I do have a bit of bad luck. The best, the best part of it was, obviously, I'd said to my mum and dad, like, oh, I've met this guy, you know, we've, we've been on a date. He, he's from Maidstone, which is where we're from. You know, we, he's a, definitely a good guy because he's friends with all the guys that I knew growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept yeah. me safe when I was going out drinking underage, blah, blah, blah. He's a really good guy. And then slowly but surely, I was telling them all these stories and <laughs> dropping into conversation. And my dad must have been like, oh, my God. Like, she, <laughs> she's lived in London for like 10 years and she's managed to survive it. And now she's met this guy from their hometown and he's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> 
Is that yeah. our table conversations at the start? It must have been fun. Like, Zoe, oh. what have you done? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? Um, so, so did you know each other before at all? Had any, had any cross paths before or no? Yeah, I kn- <laughs> well, he doesn't remember me at all, do you? No. But I do. I, <laughs> I knew him as so. I went to an all girls school and was friends with like some boys from another school. You know how it is when you're young. I, yeah, yeah. And then I went to. I wanted to do psychology, and so I had to go to the boys' school to do the psychology. Okay. Um, yeah. A A level. All oh, right. Had to. Got you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is even worse. So, oh my god. So my boyfriend at the time, like childhood one. So like from the age of like 13 that he was going to another school. So it was his school that did the psychology. But I thought that's fine because he's not going to be there. I didn't want to go to school with him, basically. And then we broke up the summer before I was going to that school and he stayed at that school. And so I had to go to my messy breakups school that he'd been to since year seven. And I had to go in. There was only 20 girls in the whole year. Oh, right. Well, it's oh. funny you say only. That's bigger than my whole year. Uh, over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was just a, a nightmare. But yeah, I ended up dropping out and doing hairdressing anyway, so it doesn't matter. But one of the boys that used to tease me at that school was Chris's best friend from like birth. Right, okay. Yeah, I knew yeah. stories. He's a bit younger than me. I'm a cradle snatcher. So I'm I knew... A, I'm a year younger. A year younger. So, yeah. so I knew him. As little, he was little Chris. He was Josh's mate, little Chris. That's how I knew him. And, and you don't remember this, Chris? No, I didn't. No, I I, I know we, we probably went to some parties together and stuff like that, but we'd have been at the same parties. But I, Aye, I, yeah. I, I really it's not like that. I saw him across the room and thought, oh, one day we're going to get married and have babies. It wasn't like that. It was <laughs> like some guy that used to, yeah, be a bit messy. Yeah. Do you know, it's it's quite funny doing this podcast. I mean, last week I spoke to James for, about anthropology for 40 minutes before we even mentioned a sheep. And uh, we're kind of going down that route today. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Family histories, uh, teenage breakups. Uh, <laughs> we've done the full shebang. Yeah, um, done it already. It's, it's, I, that's what I quite like, actually, sometimes. You always think, right, we've got to get into business, this, 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 and this, and then it just all goes to pot. And I think, in fairness, to pot is the wrong term, but I think, Chris, yours has been the story of the first 73 podcasts. I mean, that's went uh, further than just about it so far. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been a crazy journey into farming, to be fair. But exactly. So let's <laughs> let's talk about farming. You you said uh, basically you just randomly bought some sheep. So let's yeah. let's talk about that side of things. Why did you randomly buy sheep? Some people buy a new telly, but you decided to buy some sheep. <clears throat> uh, I think when you when you're born on a farm and grow up on a farm and all that, I think you've got that in your blood, whether you like it or not. Um, I think some people find it easier to get away from like living on a farm and being being like a farmer's son or daughter. Or they go off and do other things. But nine times out of 10, they've got that farm to go back to, whereas oh, I never had that. And that was it was like it, once my dad died, it was basically snatched away. Like we we had to sell everything. That's like pet cows. The farm dogs. Um, the only thing I got to keep was my Jack Russell. Um, you know, we, we lost everything. I remember watching everything go, and um, I don't know. Like I just, I, I think I always just missed it. Um, and when I started like my recovery, like where I started building up, being able to walk and stuff like that again, um, going and visiting things and 
visiting a few of my dad's friends and just just doing sheep jobs and just I just really loved it and it was like I don't know it was mad because I was in a really dark place where I was getting a little bit better and able to do things but I could not bring myself to go back to work and like sit in you know a traffic jam in Kidbrook on my way to like someone's flat to fit a boiler like I just yeah I just and I, I finally had a little bit of a spark for something um made you excited didn't yeah it made me, yeah it was about the only thing I'd had in a few years that had made me like give me that buzz so um yeah I just uh, um one of my dad's friends had like a bit of land and he wasn't great you know had a bit of land available and what he suggested was if I bought some ewe lambs and run them on with him and then we'd like have a split on the tags later on or something like that yeah, sell, yeah. Them, sell them in a bit and then we'd have a split um but I bought some in lamb ewes because they was they was there. So um, I just went and bought a pen of in lamb ewes and there was 32. And it was mental because we didn't have any gates, hurdles. Like I still had a transit van, right? Didn't have sheep. Well, we still no have a sheep dog. No, we had nothing, like not a... Yeah, it's nothing, yeah, yeah. Like, not even a worming gun. Like we had nothing, like a, absolutely nothing at all. It so, was an impulse buy. It was mental, really. And I paid someone to, to pick them up from the... Um, market for me and drop them off and we just rolled with it from there never drop off a plan when in into matey's field into my dad's friend's field right um so yeah it was just it was one of them things it was like i never knew anything about it it was it was all just completely sort of impulse never thought ahead just bought some and rolled with it really and didn't think as well that in a couple of months they're going to be having lambs (laughs) And in fact, one of them lambed about eight days later yeah. as well. Like, all oh, right, okay. Yeah, so it, it was scanned early, and he said it was going to be early, but it was. It must have been a week, eight days, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It, yeah, she had her first lamb, so it was, I went out in the field. It was just a little lamb running about. I couldn't believe it, honestly. Like, <laughs> you know, you know the little buzz you get from that, anyway. Like, and it, yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah, we just yeah. rolled from there, really. <laughs> like, just started trying to gain a little bit more. And do you remember when you, when? So I, I. I wasn't, without sounding like stuck up or whatever, I really wasn't interested. I just really thought it was just his thing and happy to see him excited about something and like getting up and going to check them was literally like so lovely for me to see, which sounds weird. But I remember he sent me to go and buy some iodine um, for the lamb's cord. I obviously didn't know what it was for. I just blindly walked in and asked for iodine. And I remember you were Chris was saying like, oh, that that smell really re- reminds me of my childhood. And like, I just couldn't, for me, I just couldn't understand. Like, I didn't even know why he was that, spraying ba- the cord ba- with iodine. Sure. Yeah. You know yeah, he was like sniffing like. it like, oh, it just but, reminds me of being a kid. And I was like, what? It, it was weird because <laughs> the only, only like, uh, only like education I really had on animals was from my childhood when I was a kid. And I just remember as soon as they're born, we always sprayed the cords of iodine. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. right, spray their cords of iodine, you know, and we just sort of rolled with that. That was just how we, um, it's, how it it's all a, happened. I, I love the smell. It's funny, I, I haven't had yeah. smell for about 50 weeks now, just shy of a year. Um, but I do love the smell of iodine. Uh, so I, I <laughs> completely understand what you're saying. We don't actually use it at home because my mum's allergic to it. But uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, she? yeah, yeah, she's allergic to halogens. So oh. basically all of them. So um, you go swimming, there's normally chlorine or bromine in the pool. She's allergic to that. Uh, I don't know why you would ever come across fluorine. There'd be some kind of toothpaste. But uh, 
yeah, just just sort of create somewhat of a rash. It's just, it, I mean, it, it wouldn't kill her, but uh, it's <laughs> if you're listening, mum, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just just quite sore. Uh, so we we try to use a different product, which is sort of like a a trippy scrub mix. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I get the iodine smell. It, it, yeah. it reminds you of lambing time. It reminds you of life coming on to farm, all that sort of yeah. thing. So yeah. I totally know what you mean. Now um, I get it. Now, like, yeah. So we always get like one or two surprise lambs, always, <laughs> in like in January, yeah. in like a day when it's pouring with rain or something. But we always get surprise ones. And that first like spray of the cord and you get iodine on your hands, that first, like, I'll literally yeah. be like that smell in my hand <laughs> is, I don't know, now I get the same feeling that he would have felt then. And then, and then you're orangey brown for the next two months. Yeah. <laughs> it's there for a while. Literally. Um, it's good I do remember when I had one foot in the farming and one foot still in the salon. Um, I do remember there was a few conversations when I'd gone like to do clients in the salon and I had like, you know, blue underneath my nails or like a bit of iodine or whatever it was. And I do remember the other very glamorous stylists thinking like, like, they couldn't understand why I would have iodine. Like they probably wouldn't even know what iodine was. Oh yeah, yeah. But there was just yeah. a few conversations that now I look back, they're really surreal. But there was a few conversations where the two worlds, like it was just they just didn't work together. I mean, it, it is about. The, I mean, they're two totally different worlds, aren't they? Yeah. You know, like you're you're outside, you're inside. There's try to be as clean as you can but obviously it's limited it's perfectly pristine in salons and that sort of thing yeah so I can imagine there are some shocked faces from clients and co-workers I'm quite sure it's <laughs> it's completely different world though isn't it like yeah even, even though like so we used to have clients that come in just for a blow dry and wash their hair like they didn't wash their hair so I they didn't wash their hair at home like, so when I lived in London wait, just for the wash yes. just come in when for I, a wash when I was in when <laughs> no, I, I did have that in Kent as well but when I was in London no word of a lie before you qualify as a hairdresser like officially one of the first things you learn is blow drying yeah okay. i happened to be fairly good at blow drying and like you know blow drying blow drying thanks for crewing that up chris yes yeah, yeah, blow drying <laughs> she's all right at blow drying <laughs> um i was really I'm really careful now what I'm going to say next. I was you really were doing fade until he said that. I mean, <laughs> I, I just said blow drying. I'm really, I'm really good at giving um, volume and all those kind of things. So I had very, very rich clients um, that lived in, you know, Mayfair, etc., yes. that yes. did not wash their hair at home. So they would come in twice a week sometimes. Um, I would wash their hair. They would have a 30 or 45 minute shiatsu massage at the basin with me. And then I would blow dry their hair for them and they would pay for the service. They would give me a 50 pound note as a tip and that would be twice a week. And I, you, you build up those kind of clients and quite a few of them um, wore um, hijabs um, oh, yeah, okay. because um, obviously well not obviously but the salon in in selfridges you it's it's a bit off but you walk through the salon to get to different departments okay yep 
So obviously if they're having their hair blow dried, you know, and a man walks past, that's sure. that's not a risk they're willing to take. So we had things called VIP rooms. So sometimes I'd be in the VIP room all day, just blow drying hair. And you, the relationship you build um, with women in such a different social class to you. Yes. Like in my village, like everyone was white. No one was gay. Do you know what I mean? Like right, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. so sheltered. And then at 18, learning about all these other cultures and different lifestyles and things like this, my mind was blown daily. For sure. Mate, my, yeah, yeah. my mind's blown that people can't wash their own hair. You know <laughs> but I mean? no, but it's, it's not even like, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I've got a feeling you're going to uh, take negatively to this comment here, Zoe, but I, uh, I haven't used shampoo in tw- 21 months. It's almost two years now. That's fine. Um, you, 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 it, it, you, the, oils, the oils in your scalp rebalance yeah like it's six weeks of yeah. hell it's yeah. horrible um yeah. and you know the first person that's actually been like oh that's fine it's normally like yeah no oh, it's fine let's avoid a, few ladies, <laughs> a few ladies when i was in soho um did the exact same thing well hang on so you don't wash your hair at all would you well so, I, so I, I literally just use water like like rinse once or, once or twice a day and then just whenever i have a shower really and then um I'll probably condition my hair and beard maybe once a fortnight. Really? Yeah, and I, I use a lot of beard oil for my beard, but I, I care much more about my beard than my hair. To be fair, if I had a beard like that, I'd care a lot about it too. <laughs> I'm so sad I can't grow a beard, honestly. It, it makes me so upset. Yeah, but you've, yeah, I'm sure if you left that, you'd get there. Yeah, no, I, no, I do leave it. I don't get there. <laughs> it just doesn't get there. <laughs> Chris just gets a little goatee, don't yeah. you? I've uh, I have done the goatee thing before, but um, yeah, it's just, yeah. The only reason I started was I had such a fat chin. I just wanted to uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's well covered me. now. You can't see. So why that. don't you just make your chin fatter by growing a, a big bush on it now? Well, I, I, it's kind of fat like just at the end. What's that? Like what? Just fat like this bit's just fat. Well, I've like... got like a double chin. Like, ah, right. Like, like, what well, underneath? You can't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have like, you got a bum chin under there? No, nah, I don't. Like no, I definitely don't have that. Yeah, but you're making that. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, my my friend Abby used to have a used to have a bum chin, and honestly, she hates it. Absolutely hates it. Abby? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Abby. She won't do this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, and it's not the reason I have it anymore. In fairness, but I, I just have had a beard. I think I've had a beard since late 15, 15 mid fifteen. That's halfway through 15 something like that uh, so yeah. yeah like it wasn't obviously like this but it was um right. well I didn't, I, get, hair didn't, that didn't, much didn't get pubes till like 25 <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like proper beagle but... I'll, I'll be honest uh, chris this doesn't put you on the bus i promise it. i would say that was kind of what i had at 15 really? um, yeah what, what i've got now what, what? yeah <laughs> It was lighter right, than that. Closing lighter, down, right? closing down. Yeah, exactly, that's it, that's it, it's time to go. Um, so, you've started, you've got a few sheep there. Uh, was first lambing successful? Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, was it? We just lambed them out on the hill that we were on. Um, lost a couple. So we didn't have slim. a shelter, so the footwell of Chris's transit van was, well, yep. yeah, we, for warming no, hands or whatever. Nothing terrible, but... Yeah, it was nice, nice weather and all that. Yeah, it was fine. And what year was that? Sorry, how long ago was that? That would have been... 2000 
15, 16. Seven years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. 2016. Uh, February 2016. Yeah. Then. Well, almost seven years ago, yeah. 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 And uh, then have you worked up numbers? How how did that work? <clears throat> uh we've gone up and down really. Um the second year we bought some some of them little Welsh ewes. Um oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had love... some little Welshies, and I think we had about 160 the second year. But, that Welsh but it was it was between the Welsh first, mountain. Yeah, yeah, between the first and second lamb. I mean, like, like you know how things are. Like you get a little bit of land, and we was trying to move on with bits, and I nearly packed it in. Where we like because it was just we didn't have a trailer, so I was borrowing stuff off everyone. Um, I didn't really have any land. Like it was just it was real like. We nearly pack up every year. It, it was just, it was a hassle. Right, okay, there's like a, the, the circle. This was, a, this was a real hassle, and I was thinking, oh, like, what are we done? We end up keeping our lambs right round to August. We sold some in boxes, actually, didn't we, to a few friends? And then um, a friend of my, another friend of my dad's, who's been really good, he um, he had 100 Suffolk mule um, ewes, mm. and um, he, he was like, if you, can, if you want to buy them, you can buy them. He said, like, don't worry about the money for a sec. Um, hold on to them for a bit. This was in August. He'd hold on to them for a bit and sell them again in October. And you, you'd probably make a bit of money doing it. And um, we ended up doing that and selling them, but then buying a few more. And in between that bit of time, we actually got a bit more land and things like that. So right. it was just a bit like it was, it was basically trying to find land, um, which is just the hardest thing. Um, and, it, and then, yeah, we just... Yeah, well, anyway, we ended up we ended up about 160, 170 the second year. Um, and then the third year, I don't know, I think we doubled it again. So I think we must have gone up to about 300. Um, and then, Very rapid growth, though. Yeah, it was. But we was yeah. getting bits of land. And like, the thing was, we weren't afraid to do it either. Like, um, we was buying, we bought a lot of coal ewes and we was lambing coal ewes. Right, um, yeah. So... You know they weren't very dear. They weren't very dear to buy. Um, so you didn't need huge amounts of money to do it. Um, because we bought all the the first year where we lambed a lot. We had all those plins, didn't we? How much? Were yeah. They? Oh, there was nothing. There was they were nothing. like forty quid or something. No, oh, really? That, yeah, it's cheaper, cheaper than, than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, so we just went up. Yeah, so yeah, we we did have fairly rapid growth. To be fair, yeah, yeah, we did. What What are you at now, roughly? Um, I think we've got. I think we've got about five forty this year that's gone to the right. top. Um, but we've still got a load of lambs that we're holding <clears> until spring as well. Yeah, so usually, year, we, usually yeah. we wouldn't have any lambs left really. Well, we? we 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 try and hang some on, don't we? So we'd usually yeah, run no, probably a hundred. We'd probably have a hundred lambs probably this time of year. But we've got about four fifty lambs left. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd say. What have we got? We got, we got, yeah. We so we got about five, five forty, I think, used to the round, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, I think I there's four fifty lambs. Um, what was there? No, there's two. Might might just be under that, but about four four hundred to four fifty lambs, and then we've probably got about eighty coal use still left. Like, nice. You probably got over a thousand head of. Yeah, we'd have over yeah, just yeah. over a thousand, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No good. And, and we it... feel every single one of those yeah. at the moment. We are struggling. Yeah, yeah. We, we're quite spread out with them, aren't we? Because the other thing is, like, we've we've got we've got land on about six different people's farms, but we're trying to keep a finger in each pie. Because one year, like, they've got loads to keep for you. The next year, they haven't got any, and it's just trying to like 
make sure Juggle. we can stay. Yeah, because we've yeah. got no real base. If if one of them gives us like or says we don't want to do it or whatever, we we have rewild. Like, yeah, yeah, or rewild. Yeah, big one at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like um, because of the summer we had, a lot of people didn't put cover crops in, so. Some of these farms we were grazing last year, where I thought, well, this is the one we're sweet. We've got we're gonna have loads of cover crops next year. They didn't put any in at all. So, you know, if that happened again, we, you know, it's only it's only because we spread ourselves thin that we've got a lot of avenues. You know, um, how how far away are all the the six places? Is there quite quite a distance? Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, because they all fit on. You know, and it, I don't know. Is it the same in Scotland? We have to have a CPH number, and then. Yeah, they've got to be within ten mile radius. Oh, I don't know the exact rules on that, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah so, so, like my from our house, um, they, they could be ten miles that way, but 10, so they'd only be twenty miles like between the two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's probably not as far as that. Do you know what I mean? There's probably so, so that is all. You are all operating off one CPH. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> only there's only one field that I haven't where I've got some cows and it was like seven hundred meters outside of it. Oh, I know that, that, was, the that was the guy that's that the called, that's the guy, guy that called him whatever. Oh, was. Yeah, that that's what it was. Yeah, so um, I don't yeah. know if that's something you want to mention. Maybe you don't live on the podcast, but uh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's I think it's seven hundred meters outside of ten miles. That's why he was explaining to me how far a mile was. I was like, yes, <laughs> cool. Thank you, sir. Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard of a mile before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're spread no. out. So, like to yeah. the, today, for example, um, we're obviously breaking ice on water troughs. Mm-hmm. It's not just strolling out of. It sounds like such an easy task, but it's not just like scro- strolling out our front door and doing it. It's like no. maybe driving like 20, 30 minutes, maybe more, in between places. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like, of driving. Like even like yeah. the like we fill up the tank twice a week, probably, don't we? On the truck. yeah, we do a lot of diesel, yeah. Yeah, which isn't expensive in itself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're trying to, trying to get by. We do nearly a grand a month. In, we do over a grand a month. In yeah. fuel. Yeah. Do you? Which yeah, is disgusting, yeah. isn't yeah. it, when you think about yeah. it? Yeah, but we just can't. Like, <laughs> things are coming. Like, like, things are happening. We're starting to get bigger bits of land in, in different places. And, and we're getting a lot more of these arable boys being keen for us to graze things. Like, we got all our lambs on wheat stubble at the minute. Um, not all of them, but, we, you know, we're grazing a lot yeah, of wheat yeah. stubble. Um, you know, that's just regrowth. And a lot of them are getting more into this regenerative farming and things like that. So We're things are happening. We're farming more in the way that we want to as well, aren't yeah. we, I would say. That's, that's a good thing, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it feels positive, but it's, yeah, it's still very gruelling. It's, it's hard to pursue something. Like, so like, like you said there, Zoe, sorry, Chris, but like you said, like you're, full, you're doing it the way you want. It's hard to pursue something you're not strictly passionate about because you feel you have to. But if you're able to sort of move towards that, what you're wanting to do, that's that's yeah. better all in that's working, we don't want know. to be in the we don't want to be in the truck stuck in the truck with one another for like hours a day yeah because we lose driving, hours yeah. of a day absolutely going yeah. in between places but especially um I, I said it on my um on my stories the other day like the fact like yeah everyone thinks the dark evenings are rubbish and it gets you a bit down but when your day is cut so much shorter mm-hmm in the winter due to the day you know the daylight that we get the strain that it puts on you and anyone that works outdoors like mm. it is quite frustrating it can be quite frustrating but we are governed by well the seasons and nature aren't yeah, we sure. yeah. but 
you're right though if you can minimize that hour or hour and a half or whatever you're spending in the car a day like that's you're saving money on fuel and you've got more time for yourself to be on the ground for sure it has it's been a hellishly warm summer <laughs> uh, and i think down where you are it was just about unbearable i mean i was struggling up here uh, and you probably think it was freezing compared to what you had down where you are how has that impacted things i've had a few folk on over the summer uh, like carl franklin for example that it just they had no grass they were open the silage in almost july you know like it was just a nightmare how, how did that affect you guys did you not see my my drone video in the summer i did not oh, mate, it, it was it the serengeti like yeah. so, really yeah. is it still on instagram yes. or not? It wasn't like a story. It's on my yeah, it's, it's on, on my pa- it's on yeah. my page. Chris playing with honestly, his drone. It, it literally looks like zebras and giraffes are about to come out. Like it's not bad. It, yeah. it's so, honestly, I've never I we I think right we're right down in the very southeast of England. We're you know half an hour from the coast. We're about as southeast as you can get. And I yeah. think we we must have been the driest out of most places. Like oh really? It was Bad. It's not a competition. Oh, we haven't had much rain. And then they like showed videos and they just had like green grass. I was like, mate, we haven't had a blade of green grass for like a month at least. Like, I don't know how we actually got through that looking back. Like it was just long. And that we is actually like the Serengeti. Because you found it. Yeah, yes. I told you. Yeah. I'll try and show people that are watching on YouTube. So I'll keep making noise. Um yes, that's yeah. that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were grateful for those trees to be honest. Yeah, yeah. held like a tiny bit of dew. I mean, by the end of it, that you know, that didn't even work. But at the start, like we had the tiniest bit of green under those trees, and it at least gave them somewhere to like, you know, get away from um, it. But most of our grazing as well, the water troughs aren't plumbed in. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah. mate. So we were having to drive around. Well, some places we were filling it twice a day with an IBC on the back of the truck. And and the, the summer, like the summer, the summer, you we usually get a bit of a break. So like June, July, August are like quite good for us. Like there's stuff to do, but there's a lot of hours in the day, and it's like we get a bit of time off. Yeah. But that was like winter. That was like we were out watering every day, feeding bales of hay, feeding blocks. We, you know, we it was it was grueling. Like and then so yeah, you're doing stuff. And it was no end in sight. But when would it end? like? Yeah. And also, which makes. It sounds like some kind of sob sob story. I don't mean it to sound like that, but like Chris and I were looking at each other, like, what can we sell? Like, what can we sell to make this a bit easier? Do you know what I mean? We we were thinking all, of selling like our breeding. Like, it was all the they? other things as well. Yeah. Like, we do a lot of cut crops, turnips, all that sort of stuff, and we were like, if we'd never seen it before, and like no one had really, and they were like, if we put them in now. Are they even going to grow? Are we going to mm. be doing the fence in the same amount of area, grazing the same sort of area, like amount of acreage, but only be able to have 20% of the amount of sheep? Or like, what's the knock-on effect? Because we've never experienced it. We was like calling yeah. other farmers like, did did you get any rain last night? Did you get any rain last night? Yeah. Everyone got rain gauges. And all my Instagram friends were like, oh, we got 12 mil last night. And me and Chris were like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, excuse, excuse me. Kidding? We've, got like a, we've got like a dead fly in ours. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing. And everyone was like, oh, yes, it's coming. We're forecast rain. And we weren't, we still weren't getting anything. Yeah. 
even our friends like in east sussex which is like an hour away had rain and we it missed us mm. and then, then one time we had rain at home we're like 20 minutes from the far, like the main farm we had rain here and we did it didn't touch the farm oh that would have been so destroyed oh. oh, the whole thing was just co- it was we just felt like it was just bad luck wasn't it yeah but then yeah. it cost us a lot of money but and then we were worried about what what like being out of what's going to happen what's going to grow but then the autumn has been so good like mm-hmm. it's been the best or yeah. like where we've had farming 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. like the grass growth's insane that the farm yeah. transformation like, like we've got like eight inch thick grass and it's like lush it, it's not it's that yeah, grass yeah. died it was that and the, the what grew was like what was in the seed bank so we had loads of new grass come up so everything like you know, we like it's it, improved the grass quality. It's been insane. It yeah, it's been it's like it's like nature had a little reset, and it was it's been insane. I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R Two Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. Well, I mean, here, we always say nature's better than us at all of this stuff. You know, I think when you're going through this, it's hard to believe sometimes, but there is normally, it normally is followed by goods as, as horrible as that period at the time might feel. Yeah. When you're mentioning grass there, are you guys cutting silage yourself or are you? No. Uh, none no, of that? We, are you not we, using no, any? On the farm, um, they shut up um, about probably at 40 acres and they they make hay and then they sell it. Um, right. But I'm I'm slowly trying to get them not to do that really because I'd rather graze it and they never really they, they don't sell a lot. Um, we end up buying most of it anyway, and I just think Aye. it'd be easier if we just graze it. So <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so we we spent a fortune on hay as well. You know, we spent we 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 fed twice the amount of hay this summer than we did all of last winter. And we had goats all in the last barn. winter. Yeah. All of last week. Yeah, and we had goats in the barn, in, locked in. Mm. That's mm. mental. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. So we're going into winter now, and we're just like, we, we've blown the hay budget twice already. <laughs> and and we, the snow's coming yeah, tonight. Yeah, we've got snow coming <laughs> yes. now. Luckily, it skipped us so far. We haven't had any snow. And we, we're usually quite good in the southeast again, because yeah. we, we're just a little bit warmer, I think. We just miss it, don't we? I'm just actually trying to work out, are you right at the south of Kent? No. Have you ever been over to France? No, I haven't, but I, I know kind of, I know Essex. I don't know Kent. Okay, but so yeah, do we're, you know... fair, we're further than Essex. We're... Like, yeah, wait, yeah. it's ferry to France and the Eurotunnel. We're about 40 minutes north from there. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I can, yeah. We can get on the Eurotunnel in about 30 minutes from here. Right. We? From this door. Yeah. We'd we'll we'll be yeah. on the Eurotunnel. We'd be in France in an, an hour. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, we're, we're right on the, yeah, we're right down there. Yeah, well, I guess we're right. classed as North Kent, but right, okay, got you. No, it's just because we when you mentioned earlier about you mentioned about your your grandfather with a with a plane. It was it was yeah. South Essex, wasn't it? Um, because I I used to work uh, for two summers. I did uh, harvests in Bradwell, which is like just east of South End, um, right. just okay. like Burnham and Crouch and that sort of thing. It was yeah, yeah. That, that whole peninsula, but uh, yeah, um. There was a question I was going to say. What was it? Yes, uh, you mentioned a word about <laughs> probably half an hour ago, Chris. Uh, teg is that like a is that a castrated lamb? 
No, that'd be no. that's like a, a shearling, like a year old sheep. Right, okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, you know, like a two tooth. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I no shearling. Okay, what would yeah, yeah, what would you guys call it? I suppose. Oh no, that's that's female. This is getting into a lot of problems. Are you t- so wait, is a teg sorry, is a teg a female shearling? Yeah, so but yeah, but eighteen month old sheep. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um right, I got you. Because I, I it's funny, um I thought you meant a castrated lamb because I was teaching what would you say weather for that? Yeah, weather, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was teaching at work and I mentioned weather and someone said, Oh, we'd call that a teg. Um, oh, really? Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So I said, Oh, oh. I, this is the most annoying thing about sheep. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Imagine a hairdresser trying to learn <laughs> the language. Oh, my God. It makes you feel better. I'm confused as well, Zoe, so don't worry. Don't worry. Especially um, because I, um, when I, so I used to like go to the market with Chris when I was obviously still hairdressing. And um, I'd, well, the only reason I learned stuff is I just used to listen to everyone's conversation. But mm-hmm. like, you know, a Romney sheep. Mm-hmm. So one, one old boy might call it a Romney or a pen of Romneys. One might call it a pen of Kent's. And oh right, okay. Same sheep. Yeah, we call Romney so, like, Kent because we're in Kent. Because we're well. in Kent. We call them Kent. Oh, so my, so I was like, and then I think Chris said, "Oh yeah, I had a I had a pen of had a pen of Kent's out," and he bought them in. I was like, "No, no, no, that's a Romney." Like I was so <laughs> confused, and there was loads of things like that. Like I didn't know. Like with cows, I'm I'm way worse. But there was a lovely lady at the market. And she sat with me one day and watched all the cows sell. And she basically taught me everything <laughs> I know, which isn't a lot. And kind of said why that one made more money, the different breeds, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't yeah, know. Sure, yeah. Some were for milk. Some were for beef. I didn't. I just thought there was one type, you know, one. One cow, one sheep. You know what I mean? Pig. Like, <laughs> the cow is white and black. Zoe's yeah, like the most perfect insight into like townies, like, but not not being rude. And I hate that word, but like, do you know what I mean? Just people that have no idea about farming. Like Zoe's like the perfect, like you've had a proper crash course, and yeah. you're like, bro, I, 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 bro, I she really knew nothing about farming. Nothing. Like she wouldn't know the front yeah. end, back end of a cow. Do you know what I mean? No, but like I didn't know just silly things like the Any... first time I I don't, I don't want to sound like a ditzy hairdresser here because I'm really not. But like the first time I I wouldn't have known how they mated because I wouldn't have known that the penis was halfway down the body. So whose penis? Right, okay. Yeah, like yeah. Their penis is where their belly button should be. Do you know what I mean? I, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. A yeah. non-farm, yeah, how would a non-farmer know that a sheep <laughs> where is it? literally <laughs> where its belly button is? Like it should be next, it should be at its genital, like it should be at the genital end with it where yeah, it, it makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like silly things like that. But, but it's not silly like this is the thing like we, we because we were all in farming and whatever and like it's our thing and whatever like you meet people that don't know that but if you put me in a salon yeah like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like is this scissors I don't know like you know like, it's it's I think it's because it's just <clears> we're <throat> our industry we're all in it we it's, it's what we have and it's it's cool to see someone come in and you're you're obviously passionate about it and you love it and you're just in it now you know um yeah it's great but that having sat down with someone is actually very useful <laughs> You know, mm. uh, yeah, trying to sort of go over everything. Um, um, can I just quickly say something quickly on that on that <laughs> point? There's always, obviously, our like 
I am I'm a woman, obviously, but like people always fixate on like a woman coming into farming. But I think it's it's a better thing, like a non-farming hairdresser going into farming. Like that's that's more interesting than just the fact I'm a woman. Do you know oh, what right, I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and people yeah. always say like, oh, women in farming, a woman coming into farming. And I just think it's more, it doesn't matter that I'm a woman. It's more the fact you've gone from like one world to like a completely opposite one. That's way yeah, more interesting for people, I think. Like profession into farming as opposed to female yeah. into farming. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really good way of putting that, actually. Yeah. Um, do you get involved in like women in farming? Zoe, it's is the that... angle of like whenever like the news like not newspaper but magazines want to talk to Zoe it's always the angle they sort of have like right. I guess there's not a lot of well there's a, loads less women in it than men so that's sort of all that that's where they come from every time like it's always yeah always the the questions that I'm asked are always oh and did you feel conscious of being a woman when you went to the market or did I was aware know? I was a woman. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, well, I was the only woman there. Like, obviously. I was the only one that didn't go around the back for a weed. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just, but, but I think, I, I, I think it's one of those things, like it's almost a novelty, but no, it's yeah. not a novelty. No, because not there are so many yeah. women that have built farms from scratch and run like Chris's nan, for example. There's exactly. Some, yeah. that farm on There's own. some proper hardcore women thing. out there. Like, it's not yeah. anything. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when I did my master's, I'm sure the figure was 67% of farmers globally are women. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that takes into the case of pretty much all farmers on farms in Africa that are running the farm. There's the sort of money-making male, shall we say. Uh, and and the yeah. farm is run by the, the female, but yeah, I'm positive sixty seven percent or sixty eight percent. Have you heard of Microloan, the charity? I don't think so. Why well, did um I did a, a well keep in touch with them quite a bit because I did a a bit last year with them, and what they do basically, if you don't find it interesting, then just tell me. But they work with women um to help them build successful farming businesses, so they would. Right give them um training um financial training all sorts and basically you know they, they give them a bit of finances as well but they build businesses and some of these girls honestly I've never seen like entrepreneurial mindsets like okay. it. and they completely run these farms on their own from scratch so obviously there's guys too but it's predominantly women and that was a huge eye-opener to actually we are incredible at farming <laughs> yeah and it's it's an insight into like nurturing all sorts it's incredible sure. well it, this is the thing and like this is always i always think this is a topic i get into quite often it's, it's like treacherous waters to talk about but there's things <laughs> i might get shouted out here i might get comments in the YouTube i know exactly what you're gonna say <laughs> yeah there's things men are better at and there's things women are better at that's just, that's just a thing like it's not an offensive thing it's zoe, a thing zoe is more nurturing <laughs> and loving the me like if there's a lamb that's down and sick i'll give it to zoe because she's gonna bring it back around better than i'm gonna if the i've best got people you... in the lamb and shed are female oh, yeah. if, all, if all i've all got you struggling to lamb zoe's hands mate she's like a lambing machine <laughs> there ain't nothing we can't get out like she's got these fucking crazy little hands and you know she she's just better at lambing than me simple as that. absolutely yeah 
But equally, and if I need if, if I, need, I need a run and rugby tackle the sheep, yeah, then I I'm do not it, very and good then at she that. lambs it, you know. Exactly, and that's that's like I hate this idea that we've got to say everyone's perfect at everything because it's just oh. not the case. Like, and then you get in trouble for saying this, and and I'm like, but how how can you get in trouble for saying that? Social media makes me die, right? Because obviously I'm very honest on mine. Chris has now got one, and he's very honest on it, and people obviously like to have an opinion because that's the day and age if you're going to put sure. your life on social media you've got to expect you're going to have people's opinions but when the thing that gets the biggest reaction is if chris acts like a chauvinistic pig towards me God, Chris, all the time he's joking like yeah. our relationship wouldn't survive if we didn't take the mick out of each other continually oh you've got to You've yeah, got no, to. Like, people can't but handle people the joke. Just go right, wild. Like, if yeah. Chris says, Oh, it's a pink job, <laughs> it's obviously a joke. Yeah. And I said the other day about, oh, it's such a boring story, but I said that I was slacking on the washing. So I had to go and buy Chris some clean jeans to go to the pub from Asda, right? <laughs> okay. And I just yeah, did yeah. it as a, like a flippant, I think it was a boomerang for goods, like a flippant thing. I was like, Why is it down to you to do the washing? Why can't Chris do his own washing? I was like, Because I'm better at it. I do the washing because I'm better at that. And Chris does mechanical things on the car because he's better at that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's exactly. Like that. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, there's no, like, I don't know. Yeah. People really jump down my throat. Like yeah. some, sometimes I'll like, oh, go and treat your missus better. And I'm yeah, like, all the time. How do you know? Like we show like a tiny little speck of our lives on the, on the internet. And you think, you know, what happens between us 24 yeah. seven, like, that that's that's exactly it. Like it's and, so frustrating. Well, I'm not, it makes I, I us just laugh. laugh about it, it makes you know, us laugh so honestly, it makes us laugh so much. Chris used to reply and be like, hang on a minute. Like <laughs> one time he put a video up of me pushing the electric fence barrow, and our old electric fence barrow used to be completely oh, yeah. so I'm literally walking like this. And he said something like he pretended to whip me and like I was, so I was like walking, walking along. along like doing nothing. She was doing all the work and I was just like having pretending a laugh. To whip and I was calling her little donkey and stuff. He like. calls me little donkey all the time. Bear in mind. And like we just like, offensive anyway. Like. Some woman went absolutely mad. Like, I had to block her and I don't block anyone. Like, like I had to block her because it was just getting ridiculous and She's, being offensive to you, wasn't she? Yeah, she was going mad and like I just I've never seen anyone blow up like that before in my life and then. Somehow she turned it on the fact that like she was a like a survivor of like a, a, a an abusive relationship, and I was like, what What on earth has this got to do with anything? Like, exactly, like, it went mad, I, and I just thought, how has anyone got time to like? I don't know. Like, she yeah, was, but like she it, was triggered, and she was entitled to be triggered because she's obviously been through trauma. But I didn't think it was too fair to then project that onto someone else who was having a, a joke with their own missus right, but just, you weren't you weren't encouraged nobody wants someone to go through domestic trauma but you weren't encouraging no. that for, I, here i don't no. know but it that's doesn't seem like that's the case felt. you know uh, it, it was it was mental it was like i don't know i just i couldn't believe it really i was just like oh. <laughs> you, you do get some i mean like you guys have got a, a notable larger following myself but I, I do some videos with a sort of bbc wing up in scotland uh called bbc social and you just do it. it's like content creation it's not like long form content it's like three or four minutes and i did one this year where i basically just followed a yow having a lamb or actually having twins sorry in the lamb and shed until the lambs went out three minutes really positive really nice really enjoyable uh, and this woman eleanor who comments on all my posts <laughs> uh, shout out Hi, eleanor. eleanor 
Uh, hello, Eleanor, with your sunflower uh, sunflower profile picture, so no one knows what you look like. Um, what, a comment- sunflower, not a cat? They well, exactly. Have, they usually it. have cats. <laughs> I hate that because I love cats. I know. <laughs> and my friend Fiona's got a cat as hers, and I always feel guilty because I always say, oh, another one with a cat profile picture, and I go, oh, sorry, Fiona. <laughs> but, it, like, it's not your cat's Facebook. Anyway, we're getting into different things. Um, the I, I just posted this really nice video and uh, one of the comments I got from it was you scum of the earth effing sea you're the one that should be slaughtered right and then the next one was um, oh, and wow. this this is insane like it's insane how would you feel if I turned up to the birth of your child and cut its head off right and I was like first off I would hate that but secondly <laughs> I didn't cut anything's head off <laughs> Where did that I know. Come from? it's mad isn't it the internet just crazy yeah. Like, but did you want to say that to a person, though? Like, actually saying that to a person, like, you'd be put yeah. in jail. <laughs> no, Facebook just... is worse. Facebook is worse than Instagram. Instagram, Definitely. I feel, is like my safe space. And yeah. people always say, "Oh, why haven't you branched into Twitter and Facebook?" Well, because I don't want to commit suicide. Don't go near Twitter. Do you know That's what I mean? Talk. Like, I, it's just not for me at all. People yeah. are so vile. My mental health could not handle. Being called an FNC every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get that from him, is it? No, I'm yeah, that's, that's Sorry. Don't, don't trigger don't him. Like don't trigger him. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I couldn't. Whereas on Instagram, I'll maybe get like two or three a year that call me a murderer or something like yeah. that. And then I just block them and it's done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. No, Twitter's bad. And I don't do Twitter, but uh, I'm conscious it is bad. Well, on social media, when. When did social media start for you both? Because you're both both get pretty notable followings on in particular Instagram. Um when and why did that start? Um Zoe started. Well it, I started was it four it, years ago, wasn't it? You put a post up. Yeah, there, four though. years ago. Yeah. Um I wanted a free pair of wellies. Okay, yep. Um, if <laughs> yep. I'm totally honest. No, you started doing no, it I'm as joking. well, like no, um, I'm half joking. So basically You're not fully joking, I know you're not. Half joking. So my my clients in the salon, I was telling them a bit like I was saying about the blue nails. I was telling my clients and like our friends and family. Can, can that, you imagine what her Instagram was like before she started farming? I could so, guess, yes. Haircuts, <laughs> Zoe. You know what I mean? Me, Girl, pretty my, girls going out. My legs on a sunbed. That sort of stuff. Of course, yeah. 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 No, that's, that's what mine was like before I started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, look at my new eyelashes, all of that. That was my life. So then she was showing a few things of like what we started doing at the farm and just animals being born and weird stuff like that. And then people just found it really interesting. So, But it was for my, it was for our friends and my clients. Yeah. I, I wasn't going ever. Going to yeah, I wasn't ever posting it for, and like strangers, if that makes okay, sense. Yeah, 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 like a lot yeah. of people start social media to educate or to get followers or sure. to do all of those things. But mine was like at the at the start, it was private as well. Um, for it's people that knew us really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I started. It was never meant. To, it was never meant to be what it is now. Like it was yes. never meant to be a platform. And when people say platform, I literally want to die. It was never <laughs> ever meant to be something like that. Um, and I just kind of just rolled with it, really, um, because actually, it's quite nice to be friends with people. Like I have friendship with people all over the country that are the exact same as me, but don't live near me. 
and I don't yeah, exactly. have many like in in hairdressing is predominantly women and your relationship with your clients etc like you work such long hours your relationship with them is deep like yes. I've been through IVF with women I've been through loss with women I've been through cancer like I've been through all these like in incredible in a way situations with people i've seen them every six weeks for like five years some of these women sure. yeah, yeah i know everything and i love chatting as you can tell i mean how many hours in are we in like i love chatting and i love i love finding that one detail with strangers that gives you a really enriching conversation that's like my favorite yes. thing I know exactly like yeah. if you're yeah. in a bar and you just it could just be the tiniest little thing and you think I could sit and chat to you all night I love finding that thing and it doesn't matter if it's like an 85 year old old boy yeah. in the queue at the market or it could be like a four-year-old do you know what I mean like I love that's my favorite thing I always lose Zoe at parties if we go to a party we just go in different directions oh yeah we don't. we don't see each other at all I just it's my, it's yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. thing I'm and a bit I, of a Zoe at parties. I'm like, a, I want to talk to you. The best way to be. <laughs> best way to be. And like, I just, I just love, I love that. So I've, I've got a client hairdresser relationship with hundreds of people around the entire country. Who wouldn't yep. want that? That's how, genuinely how I feel. And if Chris goes, oh, Zoe, stop being on your, like, if we're in the car on the way, like, um, from farm to farm or whatever also get off your phone and I'll literally be having like 20 different conversations completely random with different people and that's what I social media for if I'm I think honest. it's good though because you like that sort of got off your phone right I get that looking at screens all the time is not great but like not healthy for sure but but also social media has this real like relatively negative sort of idea around it for the reasons we just mentioned yeah. Twitter, Facebook mm -hmm. all that but there is so many positives to social media. Yeah. Like so many. And, and that one is the main one. Like, I mean, I, I'm the same. I've got friends. I was speaking to Emma Gray, you know, like from This Farm and Life for about four hours last week. Like, you know, just these people that you would never have a connection with. Mm. Uh, and you sit and speak to them forever. And you get to know these people that like in some ways, celebrity is not the word, is it? But they're certainly recognizable in our sector. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's brilliant and then you get friends with these people and, and I think a lot of people uh, you guys are maybe almost at that level maybe not quite sort of we dehumanize like the Yorkshire Shepherdess we dehumanize like Emma Gray that sort of thing and they're just this social media thing or TV thing and you forget they're just a normal person the media. <laughs> they're just the a media do it don't they the media oh, create them yeah. into like some untouchable but Emma Emma especially would absolutely hate to be she seen does. as anything by human. <laughs> and I asked her that. I was like, question, are you famous? And uh, she was like, uh, that, that's why I said the recognisable thing. She was like, I'm recognisable in this circle, but I'm not famous. And I'm like, I, I think that's quite a nice way to keep it. Because if you do think you're famous, then you get a bit lost in it and whatever. But yeah, it's the whole platform, like you said, influencer thing is quite strange as, you know... <laughs> It's an Has ugly it, place. What's that? It's an ugly place. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I do. I. That's how I. How I feel. I mean, like, I, I was on a podcast last week. Like, I was on the podcast, and uh, I, I think my following is roughly eight thousand over everything. Like, it's really not much. And uh, someone said, "Don't think that's much. Eight thousand 
but that's the thing. Like, it's, yeah, but pitch eight thousand people in a stadium. Yeah, for sure. But when you consider, like, if you're looking at the, the whole picture, but yeah, you make a really good point. But they said, "Are you an influencer?" And I'm like, I don't think I am nearly as much on social media as I am in my job because I'm literally influencing people's careers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but then I started to think about it. I'm like, no, I am. And I think anyone that posts stuff anywhere or tells people something is an influencer. Yeah. Because if someone likes listening to you and they're like, oh, this guy's sound or this girl's, you know, talking a good game, you know, whatever, they're like, they buy into that. And, and, and I think a lot of us probably are, even though we don't really want to say it. A lot of um, us are influenced all the time by it as well. Like especially like Instagram. If I see if it works really well with all the marketing stuff, like if I see someone wearing like a decent coat, and I think, what is that coat? Then I buy it. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, so I am. Con- you constantly are being influenced, and that could be someone with like a hundred followers. It don't matter. Like if they're doing the job that I do, and they have got a coat on that's warm, I'll you know. It's weird how the way it works. Do you know, I was definitely. I was influenced by someone that definitely doesn't even have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Her last coat she bought, yeah. We, went, we, we, we went to Cumbria, right? Um, no, she's in Yorkshire. So we went to Cumbria. We went over to Halls in Yorkshire. Is it market? The cutest yep. livestock market this, this I've ever boy. been to in my life. This old boy was going around with his coat on him. So he was, was like, selling in the ring. I need that coat. Right. What is it? <laughs> he was walking around the ring with his labs. Every time we went past, we were trying to catch the logos. We were like, <laughs> anyway, she bought it and then had about 30 messages of people wanting the same coat. So this oh, really? other boy, without knowing, has now influenced, like, yeah. yeah. So the, the end, people that, that made that coat owe that man a free one because. <laughs> and he's probably had that coat about 20 years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> probably. But then it's so weird that to the point of, um, Holland's a cl- 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 like country clove yeah, yeah. gave me a discount code because so many people were buying the coat. Oh, so this so- one old boy in this like market of like God, how many people? Yeah, like a handful of people, the smallest market in the world I've ever been to. And this one man who probably lives in the middle of nowhere, and that's his one time to shine, and he influenced God knows how many people. You you must own a jacket. You've got it. I owe him a conversation, I think, to find that little <laughs> thing we've got in common. But yeah, no, that was that was really nice actually, that mm. that market. That is, yeah, yeah. yeah do you know you used to just say I can't even remember what it was you said about a minute ago, and it's just I absolutely love both of your accents. When I when I was so like it's slightly different to Essex, but and maybe this is offensive to say it, but it sounds similar to me. Um uh, I absolutely loved it. It's uh, it's great to hear. But I I, I had another. Um, there's two more things I really want to go over. One I think, uh, well, kind of two together, very good, and one maybe quite negative. But I'll, I'll leave the negative one to last. Um, End on a high. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'll go the other way. We're meant to be the special. We're meant to be the special. Let's Come go on. negative first. Right. Okay. Let's do negative first. I have a feeling you know I'm going to ask something about this. You guys have talked about certainly a lot in the last probably fortnight, maybe three weeks, about something that annoys me more than just about anything on this planet, and it's dog attacks. And it seems right. you are just being targeted, not targeted, but you've just yeah. had a bad run of luck. Um, how's it affecting you? 
I don't even know how to ask that. I'm actually having a week off Instagram at the minute. Like I say, right. a week. More I, than I, a haven't, week. I haven't been on there for about a week since I last posted about the dog attacks because um, I just... My Instagram started because I, I was just taking the mic and just being light. And then, um, you know, it's like in farming, like there's so many negative things that happen that even just talking about farming sounds negative half the time because it, you're always up against it. Like it's, For sure, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we were saying like the weather, like it always sounds like you're talking about a sob story whenever you, like someone asks what it's like. You're like, oh, well, this is happening, this is happening. And it always sounds so dark and depressing. And I like, and then I find myself talking to people on Instagram like, about the negative stuff that's happening so i've just got no escape do you know what yeah, i mean sure. so i just do, i just can i just can't really be bothered to like do it at the moment but yeah the dog attacks um they just seem to be relentless like and it's not only us like it just happens it seems to be happening so much like yeah. people are just so careless and like nonchalant just, just don't yeah. seem to care like I don't know, but it. Do you know what I did? I we we had we had we had sorry we had three in four days, and I think it just about tipped me over because that's soul destroying. We've got all these things going on, and like genuinely, we we're working seven days a week, and if we lose a day doing something, then we can't make up that time, especially this time of year, because it's not like you can just do it in the dark. No, for sure. We we don't have time to be doing all the things we're doing, like waiting, moving for electric fences, like yeah. moving sheep, doing all these bits that we're doing. And then when you get a dog attack and you've got to go down there, you've got to get all the sheep in, you've got to deal with these people, deal with the police, deal with all the fallout, all the stress of it, all the worry that you use of lost lambs and that they're dead in ditches and all of that stuff. It's just so much. And last week, honestly, it was just, it was a lot. Like it was just, yeah. It was like every day. I couldn't believe it. The last one, someone rang me. I couldn't believe it. I was like. We thought it was a prep because it was our friend driving past that saw the dog in with the sheep. I saw that, yeah, I saw yeah. that. So when I he rang Chris, Chris thought he was wine, like that he was, you know, playing a sick joke. Yeah. He didn't yeah. think it was real life. <laughs> yeah, mad. But yeah, um, I don't know how you get the message across anymore. I mean, even today we was up, it was foggy, oh. and there's a there's a fella like walking around the field, and his dog was in the electric fence, like in with the sheep, and he was on the outside. But I put the electric fence so close to the hedge so that people couldn't walk round it. Oh yeah, he was like. I don't know how he wasn't getting electric, like getting electric shock off it. Like there weren't no, there like two dog inches must have either gone side under of him. the wire. He didn't have it on a lead. Like, and I was just like, mate, what are you doing? Like, yeah, exactly. That was his actual reaction. He went, mate. I was so hungover this morning okay? as well. You know, when you're a bit tipsy still, I was like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, I was so mad. He ended up being all right. And we, you know, we chatted and that. But I was just like, he was like, sorry, mate. I didn't see the sheep over there. I was like, how? Like, <laughs> Well, and this is the problem. Like people can't be bothered to walk their dogs. Like they get a dog, they like, especially this time of year, they get home from work, it's dark, they let it out. As soon as they see a field, they just let it off and let it burn all its energy. But that field has usually got our sheep in. Like that's the problem. Yeah. Like, okay. And and the other thing is like they're on their phones. They they don't even look up. So they walk through like a little wood and they come out into a field full of sheep and they're not they're on their phones. They they didn't even yeah. look up to see that there's sheep in there, you know. My and, question to those folk is, why do you have a dog? Like, I yeah. don't know why they've got a dog, because lockdown. they bought the dog during lockdown. Yeah. They weren't lonely at home. They're all lockdown dogs that are two or three-year-old now that are driving them crazy. They haven't got any time for them. But their kids are in love with it, so they can't rehome but it. But the kid don't walk it, you know. That... Pet, pet dogs are such a strange thing. I mean, I, I don't have a pet because I know, one, I wouldn't do it justice, and two, I just don't want one at the minute. Like, But 
I feel like that's people okay. Love we're not the judging idea. you. Yeah, we're not judging but, you. You can ha- not have a pet. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, but like I, I was with someone that really wanted a dog, really wanted a dog, really wanted a dog, and I'm like, but we don't have time. You're not going to do that animal justice. You're just not going to do it. And uh, I won't comment. But <laughs> uh, you know, it, I feel like that should be part of the thought process. It's not just getting a cute photo of the dog by the fire like it's, it's so much more to but it. they did have time oh, during lockdown that's true they but they knew time. that wasn't going to exist yeah and it, was such, it was such a dark time that everyone wanted something to bring them a bit of hope or bring them a bit of joy which i get in fairness what, what i want is um dogs to have a passport so every dog has a passport and you know like cows just as simple as that when when they're puppies and you go and get microchipped they take a little DNA, saliva DNA, that profile is attached to that passport. And so that dog is fully traceable. Because the yeah, one yeah. thing that annoys me is when we get these dog attacks, because we can get DNA off the sheep where they've bitten the sheep. Yeah. You can get the dog's DNA, but there's no way of finding that dog unless it's committed an offence before. Ah, in the last okay. Months, in the last <clears throat> yeah, because they only also, they only keep the DNA on record for six months, which again needs extending because that's ridiculous. So is there no DNA chip? correlation no well right. yeah there is it, they did so they got the microchip so if 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 my dog was to attack someone's sheep the police could come and swab my dog and m- take her reading of her microchip and then they've got the two together there so they know that yeah. i own that dog and that dog's dna is to that microchip but if the dog's not microchipped which we had one of the dogs that yeah. attacked the sheep wasn't microchipped um th- once they got that dna profile they've got nothing so it's, it's just ridiculous True. yeah like the whole thing, like the whole thing, stupid. So the police are coming out doing all this work, but they can't do that extra step because there's no, you know, enforcement. Yeah. Next, you know, and and there's also not a lot of like a police, a, a, like a police officer can do. They haven't got a lot of powers to seize the dog because you get you get a feel for these people. Yeah, you get a feel for a dog that's completely out of control and a, and a, a an owner that just doesn't, doesn't care. Doesn't care. And, sure. and they're not going to change their ways and they're the sort of dogs that we you've got to like prosecute if they live locally to you then you've got to say that dog needs to be seized you know yeah. and something needs to happen with it that's what we um, said to the husky owner we were like now it knows the sheep are here mm-hmm. and now it's literally ripped the throat out of a sheep a you never let that dog around your kids and she was pregnant and i said to her woman to woman do not have that dog around when you have that baby yeah. and that baby i overstepped the mark there but now that I dog think that was dog for that but now yeah. it They'd only seeing owned it a couple the, of days. It was nine months it old. Did, yeah, but seeing the damage it did to that sheep, I wouldn't even want that around me. No, no, and I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was I, pure instinct. There's a dog. lot. There's a lot I'd like to do. Like, I, I, if there's ever anyone that tries to push a bill through to get like licenses of dogs, or or you have to have a license. So, me as a person, if I own a dog and it goes like something happens, then that's like a black mark against my name. If it happens twice, I'm not allowed to own a dog. Like because it's just getting so ridiculous now like yeah. these people and you get some of these dog walkers right they walk like 10 dogs at a time <laughs> and they're all off leads running about and they haven't got a clue of the character of them dogs like they don't know them yeah. I, I, I just yeah there's a lot of things that annoy me but <laughs> so the the attacks are actual physical attacks they're not just worrying they oh are. no like the the last one was wasn't was just worrying not just worrying yeah but it was only because people were there and caught it you know it took three people 10 15 minutes to to catch catch the dog dog. like and it and just at the end like that was the point where it started biting the lambs 
because they the lambs had got tired, so they couldn't out. Yeah, yeah. That's why, isn't that? Yeah, well, he just started. I think the dog just started working out to grab them. You know, because that's how it starts. They chase them, then they bite them, then they kill them. Yeah, and yeah. Then that's it. They got the the rage, haven't they? Like, um, but it's getting but, in touch with. Uh, I think it's them relearning their kind of instincts and relearning yeah. behavior the kill, that's, that's it? in the them. Kill. It's the kill. But yeah, so yeah, yeah um, no the first two that week were physical attacks so like we lost three sheep from yeah. them um and then the last one was worrying literally just worrying but, but the the, 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 the scary thing is is these yows are going to be in lambs so you've lost that three but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a horrible thought you don't really know if the full effects no. are finished yet so you the, know? the last one that was just the worrying was on lambs if that had been on news and yeah. and seeing on the video that our friends sent them laying down with exhaustion, guaranteed yeah, the, the lambs, they'd have aborted. The, the lambs were yeah. so bogged that they were exhausted. They were just laying out in the field, just knackered. Even when the dog and, was still running around. They're nice fit lambs. They're not in terrible nick. Sure, yeah. You know, they're fit, fit things. So if that had been used, there'd, <clears> there'd be a bullshit. Yeah, definitely. Abort, yeah. lambs all over the shop. Not that, yeah, I'm, I, not that I'm trying to make it, oh, it's not as bad as if it was used. It's still really... No, it's true, though. It's but, true. Yeah, yeah it's true. F- from yeah. my point of view, like, majority of the people I chat to online aren't from farming. Mm-hmm. So when I put things on about dog attacks, they're like, oh, God, poor sheepy, and things like that. And that's lovely. That is, they're, list- they're not in farming, and they're listening, and they can see yes. from my point of view. But equally, I speak to people that will say, oh, I, I let my labradoodle off all, all the time and she, and she's absolutely she doesn't care about sheep at all and i think you haven't got the message here at all have you no, like you haven't like the dog just the has worst to dog attack we had was golden retriever they, they just, oh, the it? soppiest golden retriever wasn't it chris beautiful dog mm. and it ripped out the throats of god six hebrideans one went on to the next one went on to the yeah, next just, one just efficient just really efficiently efficient yeah and like, it, it's true though like i mean you, you've seen some of these hyper trained dogs like in the military and stuff like that and you know like the walk under the owner's legs and all that sort of thing that dog is still capable of twisting yeah. and just twitching and suddenly yeah. oh my god you know bang uh, yeah I, I hate that my dog wouldn't <laughs> I hate, I hate the the every the way they talk back to you. So like, I'll say to someone, they come through the farm. I say, look, can you put your dog in the lead? There's no sheep in here, and I just think that's not my point. Like yeah, that cool. dog could put a rabbit up in two feet's time, go under that fence, and then it's in my sheep, and then I'm going to shoot it. So what would you yeah. rather? Because this is what I come to now. That, that, that's the conversation I have. But with as people, soon like, as you say, uh, I'm like, can mention you... shoot. But that's what I say now because I'm so you're, frustrated. Suddenly like, you're the enemy. I don't. I don't care <laughs> yeah. about that. It, it's the. It's just the, the way they talk back to you straight away. Like they're so argumentative. I'm like, would you put your dog in the lead? And instead of them going, oh yeah, do you mind me asking why or something like that? And I say, yeah, because I've just had a few dog attacks. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm a bit, you know. Oh, we've got newborn lambs in the field next door. Yeah. Or it's it's a hundred yards clipping the dog. Also, and, you do know. you need a reason? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, that's, it's, that's like, what I mean. And yeah. so now I just get I just get really upset with them. I'm just like just. Please, please just no, rightly so, rightly so. Um, 
I'm kind of glad we didn't finish on that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good. Yeah, thank you for the guidance. What's the point? You're like a seasoned, almost famous podcaster, and you were going to end it with that, Debbie Downer. In fairness, not end it. There's always what two questions at the end, but still, you make a good. I'm sorry. Okay, I try my best. Um, the 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 last point is sort of three things that's all happening um, that I see as are doing that's quite cool. Uh, selling sort of. Um, instead of selling at market, sort of selling boxes of, well, I'm guessing it's whole lambs, half lambs, whatever. Um, also, you're now an author, Zoe, which is fun. Uh, and also uh, apparel. So you sort of went down the, the clothing line as well. So could you tell us about those three things? <clears throat> Can I just say, I went to the oldest pub in London yesterday, was watching the football, very, very merry. Some random woman come up to me and was like, Oh my God, I love your missus. Oh, <laughs> what? Like, so you're, you're the famous one, Zoe. You're the famous one. How yeah. crazy is that? I was like, what? <laughs> She's a friend of mine online, like Pen Pal online. Oh, she was a yeah. famous and author. I'm, and I'm famous so... author. She's written two books. I was like, what? I'm so furious that he met her in real life and wouldn't have even appreciated what a babe she, she <laughs> For sure, was. Yeah. I mean. We got on, like, she was nice, but I, it just took, took me away. I would have killed so. to meet her like, in real life. Like, we've chatted for a long Do you know what I mean? Um, but number, yeah the book's crazy so number one have you bought it yet uh, no <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> that's it it's over I, I tell you what if you share this I'll buy it <laughs> touche right. my friend touche um, you don't have to paint the April so just order it I did see that. Yeah, I saw you yeah. saying that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. We how never knew crazy, that. How crazy is that? Also, if the if it's like because it's like sixteen quid, if it comes down to twelve quid before April, yeah, you pay. Yeah. yeah, it's mental. We never. This whole thing's been such a learning curve for us. The whole book writing thing and basically how it started man. was bird. A bird emailed me in lockdown, number one lockdown when I was in yep. the caravan, and I, well, it was quite surreal really she was from penguin random house but a different section and she kind of said to me have you thought about it blah 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 blah. and I said well I do in- I enjoy reading I, in- I do enjoy writing I've written journals and god knows what to try and stop me having breakdowns in the past really um written it down as like a coping thing um and yeah so I, I guess I would be up for it what kind of thing are you thinking and it just didn't really go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, Zoe was crazy like, excited though. Like we were lambing. Yeah. Zoe was like running, like so happy. Like that night was like writing down notes and like you know, like had a notebook out writing loads of stuff. Like that was like yeah, I loved it. You, Zoe really wanted because to I never thought, I never thought that it would be an option for me. Not because I doubt myself or anything, but I just wouldn't even know how to come about writing like I would know to write a book but like to get a book published I wouldn't even know where to start especially not a known publishers do you know what I mean like anyway it didn't come about and but I still carried on writing um I thought hang on you know what it doesn't hurt me having material ready for one day you know even in like 40 years I then have a book that I could like I don't know I just I just carried on yeah and I carried on and carried on. And then lambing the next year, um, a lady called Lizzie emailed me again, said, have you ever thought about writing a book? I was like, oh, funny you may mention that. <laughs> and sent her some of my stuff. 
And then a week later, they rang me with an offer or a proposal. Um, and they sent me, they drew up a contract and I shit myself basically and <laughs> realised that it was not my, you know, you know, we were saying before, like some people, like we all have our strengths, what we're good at. Yeah. And that is not something. So I outsourced and I, and I got a literary agent called Charlie and Charlie is an absolute angel um isn't he yeah if I'm ever worried about something I ring him and suddenly it's like the the whole the whole book thing though came to you didn't it it was like you never thought about writing a book oh no they just someone suggested it like so yeah Yeah. it's just been it's just that's part of the whole it's been the right time at the right place been the whole yeah and so yeah I wrote it. it and then it's years and years and years of back and forth emails and like weeks. Like I sent my finished copy to them and then I didn't, then I didn't hear back because they're busy and they've got other people writing books. For sure. Yeah. They didn't hear right back, like email me back for like two weeks. So I had two weeks of hell thinking, Oh my God, they're going to like retract <laughs> my contract. Yeah. And I've told my granddad that I'm writing a book and I'm not going to be writing a book. And like, on top of farming, that was, it sounds like first it's world problems, a, no, it's but been, it's been really quite intense. Because it's all been like, it was like self-doubt, isn't it? Like the whole yeah. thing, like Zoe's never written a book, so she's writing stuff and like, she's like, hang on, am I actually crap at this? Like, is it any good? Like, and then suddenly, like when it was finished, she was like, it's done now. Like people are going to read my story. Like, are they going to enjoy it? Like, and there's been a lot there's, of that. So you've had a lot of anxiety. Basically about it, really. what I wanted is I wanted my Instagram stories to be on paper okay that's what yeah, I wanted, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. wanted to like I wanted it to be about funny stories of me and Chris when we've nearly broken up over god knows what on the farm next thing funny story mainly is funny stories but like funny stories of like um when I was in London and met so-and-so and so-and-so next minute it would be like um obviously not obviously but I, I my dad died and that was really grim but there all, might all be the stuff like she learned in farming correla- like as well correlation. All, all the stuff she was saying about like a, where a sheep's penis was and just weird stuff she wouldn't know like it's like I don't know for someone that's outside of farming it's like quite a good yeah I also think it's good for someone in farming though because like it's it, we would relate to it from the different side you know yeah. like yeah. yeah I think it sounds class like I there's mean, two I things in there that I think why the hell have I got that to be around forever in a book, but in a good, like in a funny, like not in a, oh, so yeah. crucify yeah, yeah. me this more like <laughs> no one's going to ever fancy me again. So I was just checking. You know, you, you, you're only one person that matters though, Zoe. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> you, know, Chris, you know, Chris hasn't heard it all either. What's, oh, really? I don't really read, no. He's never read she, a book. She's read a fair amount to oh, me. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because when you said if you bought it, I've never read a book either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I've got news she's for got, you. Here we go. February, I'm in the booth. I'm recording an audio book in February. How weird is that? You're going to sound all like this. I'm too common. He said, so Penguin, um, so Penguin Random common. House is the publishers, and then my team yeah. in in a like sub department called Transworld and they come to the farm the other day because because of COVID and stuff like that like all of it's been done on Zoom and that so they're like we want to come to the farm I was like amazing literally clearing up the dead part like clearing up everything yeah, in all antis- the dog attacks yeah we had a pile of dead yeah. Yeah. honestly the the prep 
and then um then Chris come back and was chatting away to them and I was like oh like this is actually really nice and then he admitted to people that are in the book industry that he's never read a book and then was like what you really want her to record an audio book she's so common and they were like what (laughs) they were like what she'll be amazing no so yeah I think audiobook I've got more chance I just so like see if someone shows you like a, an Instagram post or something like that and it's got like maybe four sentences they're like oh look at this and right. I'm like that's him and like you finished I'm like almost done four words I'm an education like when, when we watch a film like and there's like you know the subtitles I can't yeah. keep up with them I have like, to I just, read them out to him yeah 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 I can't yeah, keep up yeah. with them. I can't watch them like he is dyslexic as well so when I read something, it'll be a lot easier, obviously, for me to read I don't it believe then. her that she's actually read it. I'm like, here, read this. And she's like, yeah, all right. And I'm like, have you? No, you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly think she's winding me up. Yeah. But... Well, as far as I'm aware, I'm not dyslexic. And uh, I'm still <laughs> very <slow. laughs> I've got no If you were at school now, though, you would be dyslexic because everyone's diagnosed with everything now at school, aren't they? In, in some ways, it's better because uh, yeah. there's not people suffering, but... Uh, yeah. the, you're right though there is there is part of that um and what about... sorry you go no, i was going to say what was the other thing but you asked about the book but that takes uh, us clothing. Um, clothing. Clothing. oh yeah Lives. so the if i'm totally honest with you farming doesn't give us both a wage at all okay yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. want to have kids therefore yep. we need more money like my ovaries aren't going to be this healthy forever so I'm, I'm very conscious of that. And I know a lot of people will be screaming like, you know, you shouldn't feel like that. But so I, he's always I do, to be a I've mom always wanted well. to be a mum. And I'm, yeah, at, a my life, yeah, yeah. I'm at a point in my life where, where I do feel like I am ready. But finan- we just, financially, we couldn't afford a child. Just having an also like, um, so especially me with like what I do I'd buy like if I bought a jumper I'd happily buy someone on like I bought Tom Pe- I buy a bit of Tom Pemberton's merch just stuff like that um just because I wear it at work um if I'm going to wear it it doesn't worry well, me he wears clothes, so he's not naked <clears throat> yeah basically yeah yeah for sure I get it, I totally get that yeah. just, we're trying to like make a few avenues for us like you never we're never going to be millionaires selling a bit of merch and stuff like that but if people want to wear it um then why not? Do you know, it's just another, it's another avenue, like it's another little bit I'll, pop, you know. I like the sort of what's the word? I like the way it, it well, what I've seen, it just says chief. I really like it. It's like, and and I'm actually I'm planning getting my mum something because she is a she is a dog called Chief. Um is she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit, this is going out of the podcast. She'll see it. Uh, <laughs> doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Um, there you go, Mum. So the thing, for, the, the thing for me, right? I didn't want, I, I, I want because most of the people that are on my page, which let's be honest, they're the ones that are going to be buying it. Most sure, of them yeah. are farmers. So if my emblem was a sheep, or my, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, no shade, Cammy, that yours is a sheep. You've done incredibly well. Sorry, um, but like, don't steal off Cammy, yeah. But do you know what I mean? If mine were, if mine was animal slash farming related, no, absolutely, it probably yeah. wouldn't sell that well. Um, so I thought, oh, do you know what? And then one day it's going to be on ASOS and I'm going to be a millionaire. So 
Well, this is it. I mean, <laughs> you're selling water stones, the book. Like, that's insane to me. That's that's yeah. so insane. That yeah, makes me it. feel sick as a dog. But don't, like, don't think I'm taking that lightly. Like, I I feel sick as a dog when I when I see it. But but it's cool. It's very cool. So maybe it maybe you cool when people buy like your merch and want to wear something like that. It's it's or nice, it, or it? Yeah. Me. yeah, any of it. Yeah, the whole it's, thing. It, which is really it's really cool. Like, I mean, I am. Um, we had, I don't know, uh, I can't remember if you follow me or not, but it doesn't matter. But we had a sort of, at work, we had a, a, a like winter livestock show for our students. Yeah, and uh, they get involved, that. they dress all that, you know. And uh, I put forward seven, well, basically, however many people in the winning team of my Rural to Kitchen uh, uh, body warmers. And it was so cool the next day. There was four or five students walking around the campus with my stuff on. I was like, this is the coolest day of my life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, it's surreal. Yeah, it's, it's quite surreal, isn't it? It is. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, I, the only the, thing I can liken it to is, did you have MySpace? I, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. What? I was a bit too you? young. Uh, 25. I just missed it. You're 25? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah, no, it's if people right. are like you're, you're not right. forty-five. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I thought you were just mature. I thought you were just mature, like, like, uh, um, okay. So MySpace, you had a top five, and like the top five was like such a huge thing. Like, if you fell out with someone, you'd take them out of their your top five and put someone else in. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. What? Did you not? Have <laughs> okay. Well, that that, that was sounds, a thing. That sounds like a toxic place to be. Yeah, Toxic. It's it. meant to be about the music, but it was not about the music. Oh, the music. Okay, yeah. yeah um, yeah. so you had this top five, and the only thing I can liken merch to is someone putting you in their top five. <laughs> like that's how <clears throat> buzzy you get about it. That's is this like this the same like. as sending love on Bebo? Yes. So I never had Bebo, I just heard people talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or um poking on oh. Facebook. Oh, that was a weird one. What, what a strange name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bet you yeah. get loads of pokes probably, on Facebook, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> That's probably how we met. He probably poked me on Facebook. Yeah. Why? It's such a horrible word. I hate yeah. it. I know. Poking, um, no, listen, guys, it's been great to chat. We've tried to arrange this, I think, three times now. I know. Uh, it's, it's been good fun. Uh, whether it was me ill, wrong timing, hangovers getting in the way, we, we've, we've had every, every excuse from both sides. Um. There's two questions we end every podcast on. Okay. First off is where do you see yourselves in five years? And second is uh, if you tips, and Zoe, you're brilliant for this, uh, tips for folk coming into the industry, what would they be? What was uh, the first one? In five years? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. We, we're really looking out for a farm tenancy, but I like it to be fairly local because we've built up quite a bit of stuff around it. So I would like very much for us to have a farm tenancy within well within that five years I yeah. think um it'd make things a lot easier as well wouldn't it you yeah. know um I would like a Bedlington Whippet and a Saluki dog Salukis are gorgeous I don't have a clue what a Bedlington Whippet looks like Google similar Google Jarvis the Bedlington Whippet he's my favorite Instagram dog <laughs> Jarvis okay. that's what I would like Those... what is your Instagram full of it's <laughs> So I would like those two dogs and 
in five years, probably, if I'm fortunate the enough, if my, if my ovaries, are, ovaries, if my uterus is habitable environment, I would like to have two kids by five years. That seems like a fear, a fear in fear hope. Two dogs, two kids. Um, and and I'm really, really hoping that, yeah, we've, we've got a, a farm tenancy. But it's one of those things, if you wish too hard for it, you end up yeah. getting frustrated when it doesn't happen. So we'll just be quietly relieved if it does happen. That's a nice way of putting it, yeah, because like, like you say, like if you create this sort of, what would you say, like almost tangible target, objective target, whatever, yeah, yeah you, you never actually get there because... Yeah. Like, did we think that we would be on a, <laughs> on, a, on a podcast with a guy in Scotland because people care what we have to say? Probably not. Exactly, but I am almost right. certain that no one has ever made that a goal of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. People are wearing your body warmers. <laughs> yeah, because I gave them them. Um, <laughs> forced them upon them. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, t- tips for coming into farming. Um, um, just go for it, if you, but you've really got to love it. That's the truth. Um, it's a really, really hard, like, you won't have no money like it's it's so tough that if if you really don't love it then then i wouldn't to be honest with you because it, it's one of them industries that yeah it, it's tough to, to make a lot of money the thing that i always say to people is doing like so like for me i did one foot in one foot out mm-hmm. such a long time and i only did that for financial reasons if, For I sure, quit, yeah. if I could have quit the salon like that and had an adventure in farming kind of thing, then I would then I would have done it like that. But I wouldn't have probably lasted in farming as long as I had without doing that. In the future, that's still an option that you we might yeah. set Zoe up a hair salon or something. Yeah, as you well, don't know, like, do you? Like, yeah. But what I would say is do like one foot in, one foot out, a bit of volunteering or whatever. Make sure you want to go for it and then just go balls deep and just yeah. go and, for and it. And always talk like, to someone, always talk to someone. That that's it. what I'll write in the post. Go balls yeah. deep and fucking go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have, you have so, to though, because you're going to live and breathe it for the rest. Like for me, I, I know I'm going to live and breathe it for the rest of my life. So why wouldn't I go like whole hog at it? Like just. Definitely. To, but so, was was there was there a period just sorry Chris was there a period when you were one foot in uh, in each Zoe and you were like I can't make this jump from yeah. a financial perspective there was quite a few a well, few times or a long the only, re- the only financially the only reason why I quit hairdressing was because my dad died and I didn't like I I could not yeah that's taken a really negative turn sorry but like I could no, no. not there was not for the life of me an inch of me that could have meaningful conversations while I do their hair while I was hurting so much that makes sense yeah um so but fine like I'd still if he hadn't have died I'd still be doing hairdressing as well as farming yeah yeah that makes sense then yeah that makes sense. genuinely like we we money you know money wise we do like we, we live with Chris's mum and stepdad still like we could not afford a mortgage and work the way that we do and we've just kind of that, that's just where we are in our lives. And we've you made know. that sacrifice. Yeah. So you need them, it's gonna you take you take you a few years to get somewhere, really. 
and you will sacrifice yeah. a lot for it like but i'd always say as well always talk to someone that's done it as well like we're always approachable we're always happy to talk to people that are interested in doing it um like some of the people you can find online like come from a completely different world and um always try and find someone that's like had that real like hands-on experience starting on their own and like yeah. yeah if you want to build your fl flock what herd whatever if you want to do it without a farm you should probably ask questions to people that are in the same boat as you yeah yes so like, yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily like just take everything on on instagram as face value don't decide you want to be a farmer because you've seen me you know rolling a bale of straw in a a pink jumper but like from your perspective i mean like, it's, like it's, when, it's, yeah but when you're posting that stuff like you know I, I have a i almost have an upload schedule where since april 2020 i've not missed one weekday you know like it's it's, it's kind of surreal yeah yeah, yeah. on facebook and facebook That's and so impressive two years facebook and instagram um and but like when you're posting stuff if you're talking about something rubbish you don't want to keep doing that you know like if something's bad you don't want to keep posting about that because you're like well, this bad thing's happening. We need to stop this. Like, yeah. and, and and talking about it all the time is not what you want to do. So you want to talk. That's about what Chris said to me yesterday. It was like, stop talking about your merch and your merch on your Instagram. It's so boring. That's what he I said. Disagree. And I'm I was like, it's because I'm excited. I was like, it's because I'm excited. <laughs> he was like, just it's a bit much. Like, which I I wouldn't even think that because my my stories are literally just like my brain coming out. Yeah. Whereas he would probably think, oh, shut up, so like. It's it's quite funny. Like um, I see your Instagram stories are very similar to my Snapchat stories, and my Snapchat stories are on Snapchat because with my job they just couldn't be on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like, I'll just be sitting doing something. I'll post it, and I'm like, yeah, only Snapchat. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. Else. <laughs> There's rules with that. Um, but yeah, no, here it's been brilliant to chat, guys. Uh, thank you, thank you been... for having us. Sorry, we've made probably no. made you late for your dinner now. No, not at all. No, I've just got concert practice to go to in twenty minutes. So I've I'm this is time oh, perfectly. Uh, if anyone listening, if you want to go to the free slow and Estelian farmers concert uh, and thirteenth, fourteenth of January, you will see me making a fool of myself. But you'll have to pay for it this time instead of normal. Um, yeah, no, it's been good to chat. Great to hear the story. Uh, it's, uh, first off, Chris, your whole family story is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is that is is quite something. You also mentioned about um, talking to people uh, that have been through the starting the sort of farming process. You know, over the course of this podcast, we've folk like Rachel and Jake, our farming journey, um, Abby and Andy, uh, A and A Livestock. Oh, they're both, uh, yeah. Um, I've definitely had other folk. Lynn of Lynn Castles at Limbrick Croft up in Scotland as well, up North Scotland. So there's loads of different. Well. Do them as well? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know them. I've got. Yeah. Them. Um, there's yeah it's actually getting ridiculous the amount of folk I've had on here and I have currently arranged nine to, to film before new year uh, so uh, it's quite fun meeting all these folk and it's been great fun to have you two on it is the Christmas special it is the first out of 73 podcasts to go over two hours um, oh it's the first oh, ever we do this it's all Zoe, the time I did one a podcast once and it was five hours long who was <laughs> I could have flown to Egypt in that time. <laughs> oh, wow. That's I'm a nightmare. In fairness, if, if I didn't have sort of like some kind of structure and, and some kind of rules as to duration, I say 
I like to try and get 45 minutes, but I don't really have like a top end. Uh, but uh, I, I, I contribute to it as well, trust me. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's good. There's not yeah, many there go. things we're dragging out. It's been Time a pleasure. I Thank hope you've you enjoyed it. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch. And everyone listening, we will see you for what will be Articast 74. I'm going to take the first uh, week off posting a podcast since January 21, uh, just over Christmas, because no one really watches it at that time anyway. And we'll see you for what will be Series 3 of the Articast with, I can't remember what number 74 is. I can't remember if it's in Zimbabwe with a blueberry agronomist or if it's in England with the only quinoa grower in the South Coast. I can't remember. I know her. Uh, Emily. Yeah, yeah I know. So we met, we met, we met her, her at Groundswell. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Of course, yeah. You're going to love her. I'm very much looking forward to filming it. So, yeah, we'll see you then. Uh, thank you very much both for coming on and we shall keep in touch. Thank you. Guys, that was... Well, that's it. Another R2Cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up. And I would just like to say that getting these guests on board uh, does take time uh, and it always has done, but I've now went weekly and with that comes even more time required. And I would just like to finally thank once more the Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better, because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.